And now, race fans, for the most famous words in motorsports, the star of Universal Pictures movie, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, Kevin James. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode 19 of Only Bruins, brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up? What up? And uh, it's a bye week for the Bruins, but we are still here talking Bruins. There is plenty to talk about when it comes to the Bruins, and uh we got a special guest on today. We have some uh, fun stuff to talk about. I'm looking forward to it. But before I, we shoot it over to the guest, I got to go to my brand new co-host from another mother, my boy Brett. What's up, buddy? Not much, dude. Not much. I'm excited for today's episode. We actually did some homework for a change, so uh, this will be a, a good listen for the listeners. Uh, we got a great guest. We got some great stuff to talk about, and I'm just excited that this long ass break for the bruins is finally over even though we all just agreed that it was good for everybody but i'm just glad it's coming to an end fucking rights dude yeah it's it's been a long what are we at uh eight days right now nine as you're listening we're inching closer to saturday looking forward to that i will be there and i will be a friggin hot mess lots of alcohol will be consumed consumed because I mean, how can you not when you go to a Bruins game? And also, it's just been, it's been, it's been a long ten days for the Bruins. So they deserve Security the break. Better be all over you, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. I, well, I'll be in a suite. <laughs> I'll be in a suite. Not a big deal. So. uh um so i'm sure security will be right out the door fucking keeping an eye on me i'm sure my uh my buddies will tell them give them a fair warning about me but we'll yeah. see we'll see if you guys don't hear from me if i start if i stop if i start to like randomly stop tweeting that night then you know i'm in the clink but enough of that enough about we're joined we are joined by the one and only big dick Ange over here our boy in montreal host of what's it born jesus born, i fucked up your uh it's okay man born, the born, born brewing podcast born, you need to get a few beers in you maybe that's the problem yeah. you, yeah. you know you know what's the problem i'm what? drinking this bullshit labat blue fucking hey, 2%. hey. dude no, they I, they make love, that just down the road for me eh fuck i, I don't even drink blue. that shit i don't yeah. even drink that LeBlanc, shit labat blue and some maddie molson's fucking rights baby it's a but, london native and, right there boys and what's up, buddy? Thank you for joining us. Um, what's, go- what's going for, on, man? Thanks, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. I, I kind of uh, unceremoniously bullied myself into this episode last week. Long uh, overdue, brother. Well, like long we overdue. Say, it, it is long and, overdue. And you, know, and you know what? It's it's. Um, I just I wanted to get back with Nick because uh, we had such a good time last time. And it's long overdue with Brett because we were supposed to record back in May. And that never happened. And uh, I, I gotta tell you, brother, it's it's really good hearing your voice back on the pod waves. Thanks, man. So you know, I, I appreciate just, that. The, no, the the minute I heard you guys were 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 doing this together, I said, uh, "Oh, I want to jump on with." with oh, uh, I I um I it yeah. took a little bit of bugging him, convincing him, like, "Hey, like, let's pull the trigger. The people want it. Let's give them what they want." And that's it. Uh, we, I figured we gotta, it was enough time. 
yeah, we gotta get yeah. the boys together. We gotta get we gotta get buzzing before the playoffs. That's what we say in the beehive. Fucking Leafs, right. tw- Leafs Twitter is gonna go in hiding, by the way, with the two of you teaming up. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. They they already are. I fucking bullied them last week, and not a big deal. Boosie's got him in shambles. <laughs> I got them in my back pocket, baby. Uh, um, I, I'm just waiting is- for one of my Leafs buddies to send me a Reddit post of one of your like a screen grab of one of your tweets i'm still waiting for it just so i can blast it out on twitter oh my god that would be fucking i i would i i would retire because i'd be like i this i can't get much higher than this that would be fucking gold i could die happy that would be a dream come true but speaking of toronto speaking of those fucking frauds those jackasses get an all-star game next season that should be fun because I mean, let's all admit, and we'll dive into this right now. The uh, the All Star Game, the the skills competition, the All Star Game itself wasn't terrible. I mean, you could tell the boys were hurting. Um, they, you know, not a lot of not a lot of energy, but you know, you did get some high scoring games, so you love to see that. But the skills competition, let's start off with that shit show. There's not much to say about it, and I get it. Like the skills competition and and the all-star game is, is is for kids. It's for kids. Oh, hold on. Before we get into this, I gotta I gotta I gotta give my boy Adam Hurley a oh, shout yeah. out. I, Sir, I totally I totally you. jumped over that because I was so eager to fucking talk about this bullshit uh skills competition. But shout out to my boy Adam Hurley. Uh the dude fucking does it all. Uh make sure you guys Make sure you guys also follow him at DMB Hurley 41. Uh, dude, actually, he came on. I mean, if you guys are listeners, you obviously heard him a few weeks ago. He came on a few weeks ago. We shot the shit. It was a great episode. The dude's a great talker and just a great dude. And little did I know he's a great artist as well. He randomly like he like took one of my sayings. He like, you know, listening to the pod and he's just thinking and he's like, fuck, this would be sick for Busa uh, uh, for only Bruins and I can integrate it. And he drew up a sick art with the goalie hug, the only Bruins. And I, and I, I say you love to see it a lot. So he, he put that he collabed all that together and it it was so fucking phenomenal that we couldn't not we could not not put it on uh, merch. So. What we did, we made a we made an Etsy website. We made a website. Uh, we put on some stuff. Um, there's actually uh, at the beginning of next week, or actually over this weekend, possibly. There's another logo that will another piece of work that he drew up that we will be putting out. Excuse me, but um, if you if you see the link in my bio, uh, only Bruins one uh, bio. I will tweet it out tomorrow too, but he drew up some uh, work with the goalie hug, collabed it, uh, and we put on some sweatshirts. Uh, I think some hats, stickers, uh, coffee mugs, stickers, uh, towel, koozie. Um, so some we put phone all that accessory stuff. Some what? Phone accessory stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that too. Uh, a nice phone case and stuff. Cause I mean, who he drew it up? Who doesn't love the goalie hug? And it's fucking phenomenal. And um, all proceeds, everything we make off that, it's going. We don't know which uh, foundation it's going to go to yet, but we will be donating all the money to uh, Bruins. Um, I don't know, was it Patrice? Pr- like something like Patrice Pals and or something like that. Uh, yeah. 
some nice charity, um, pay back to the Bruins community, do something good. And that way everyone gets some cool merch. They get the goalie hug out there. Adam, everyone can enjoy Adam's awesome work and, you know, we can all have fun, wear the shirts and it all goes to a great cause. So, um, I'll, I'll tweet that out, uh, Friday morning for you guys, but make sure to check it out. We also have another logo coming out, uh, like I said, in a few days or early next week. So make sure to check it out because Adam did a great job. And um, it, you got to watch just... out for these uh, creepy fucking graphic designers on Bruins, Bruins Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> All you graphic designers. You guys fucking so fucking weirdos. Yeah. yeah worried I'm about you, you guys. <laughs> Putting out the weird gifts out there. It but really then... is. It really is a cool looking design, though. No, yeah, it, no, the I mean, artwork's really good on it. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna tweet it out right. Are you okay with that, Nick? Yeah, absolutely, gonna... absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna tweet it out oh, right yeah. now. I was gonna tweet it out earlier this week, but Leaf's Twitter was like still up, like fucking crying in my mentions from my drunk tweet Saturday night. So I didn't want him to get any ricochet shots from me tweeting it out like Monday or Tuesday. So I um I gave it a few days and, you know, and I'm like, you know what, I'll wait till the podcast is out, get some, you know, get some eyes on the merch for him and his his work because I uh, also DM him if anyone wants work too, because I mean obviously you too, Angie. I Bruins fans are well aware of your your work and stuff as well. I've uh, I've actually bought I think that's what got me on to Ange. I got I got some of his artwork on my uh, for the record cooler. For the record, Brett is not actually on me. Let's get that straight. Yeah, no, no, sorry. <laughs> I I just watched Boozy put his camera down. I was like, wait, what are we gonna see here? And I just stopped talking instantly. Kind of kind of caught me in my crosshairs there. But no, uh, I was yeah, I was on Ange's uh, artwork a long time ago, and uh, it's just been awesome to see. At, at, like the whole Bruins community, uh, lo- love your artwork. Collecting. Oh, it's 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 been so humbling. Yeah, Rem- you remember the the sway, the sway. Yeah, thing? like the, the, I remember the first ones mm-hmm. you were sending me and stuff, and you're like, "Do you mind me retweeting?" I was like, "Do you, do I mind, dude? These are unbelievable." So to see to see where it's gone and to see all, all the people enjoying your work and buying your uh, your merch and stuff, it, it it's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. Thanks, yeah, man. I got I his that. I got his artwork. Uh, I got I got some. Bergeron coasters. I got some stickers. I got a little bit of everything. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate the support, guys. You guys have been there from uh, day one. Fuck you. You even back me up when I have creepers coming at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, what Twitter, that's what Twitter's for, right? Yeah. yeah. But like I said, though, um, Adam did a great job. So make sure you follow him at DMB Hurley 41. Uh, the dude, like I said, like if you guys want any work from him too, he draws draws it up he's nice with it uh same same thing with Ange, born bruin 77 um just does some just does some great stuff so uh make sure like burns community is great about that so i just want him to get the recognition that he deserves because the artwork is phenomenal like you guys already saw but anyways over to what i was talking about because i was hot and heavy ready to fucking light this thing up but the all-star game the skills competition shit show. I, I, I understand. Like I was saying, I understand it's for kids and mostly for kids and stuff like that. But it was just the skills competition itself. Nothing good came out of it. No one was trying. The only good thing that come out of it, I guess you could say, was seeing uh, McDavid go four for four on the uh, accuracy sick. shooting. Uh, when was the last time we saw that? That was He's cool a to sick see. puppy. 
yeah Sick yeah puppy that guy is the guy can do it all so it was also nice to see him in a different competition too but it was just the whole competition was cringe um them going back and forth too between like between different doing, events is yeah, just doing half the fuck. event and going back it just like it, it for me it just had no pop from the beginning and then like once you lost the people in the beginning you weren't getting them back especially with the way espn wanted to do the like um the chip and putt or, or puck and putt or whatever and the dunk tank stuff which honestly like that's why when people like all oh, the all the all-stars are for kids skills competition none of that was for kids i didn't see a, like one kid being like oh man that golf the golf uh puck and pitch or whatever it was was so good like it was a good event. It could have done well, but them going back and forth between that, like I heard in the arena, it was like lackluster because out of nowhere, you just, no one was on the ice and they're like showing stuff on a jumbotron that was pre-recorded like a week earlier or a couple days earlier. Sorry. So I don't know. I just think they need to go back to the basics, go back to the hardest shot, like hardest shot. That's a given um, fastest skater. That's a given. I, I don't like how they split it up. Like somebody could have so easily got injured there, like waiting 25 minutes to skate as fast as you can around a lap i don't know i didn't really like that as much but i think you go back to the hardest like you go hardest shot breakaway but actually make it like a skill breakaway like zegris type skill not this like gimmick bs stuff um and go back to like the relay where they used to like go around the pylons and stuff like back in the 90s and 2000s like that was cool but i don't that know that was the best think? format yeah, like that. back back with the Ray Bork in Boston when he went four four for four or whatever. Yeah. Like that that just do that whole event, all those events again. Like bring all, all those back because like what you're doing now isn't working. No. And the AHL, people were liking the AHL skill competition way more, and that's what they did. They had the old school format. And I noticed they took the glass out around the boards on the skills competition so fans could like interact with the players while they were on the ice which i thought was like a really cool touch but i don't know if you could do that in the nhl but i thought it was a really cool touch for the ahl to do i i, I don't know if you guys heard uh, uh jaffe and uh, and razor talking about it and i think it was jaffe mm-hmm. was saying we should bring it back to the western the eastern and western i th- mm-hmm. i agree with you the, the 90s and the eastern western that was the best format of the all-star game Yep. you know and the games the games some of them actually got a little chippy nothing yeah. crazy but um they were still more entertaining i mean i'm watching this it's like w- watching something at half speed mm-hmm. and it's just you know you're used to watching the nhl game and i know that it's like for sponsors and all that and yeah all, all mark played great and then some of the other goalies played great but you can tell that everybody's like just playing at half speed not to get yeah. injured and and you know takes away from it and that's the thing like if they're worried about injury injury and stuff like i get they want to show the skill in the three on three well like maybe make the three on three part of the skills competition and then go back to the five on five game where it's where it can be slower and you can interact with the crowd while the game's going on and like you know what i mean it's not Mm -hmm. taken as seriously as to where like you're expecting these guys to go and play three on three hockey like we watch nightly Mm-hmm. when you know they don't want to get hurt they're just looking to have a good time with their families and friends yeah so i don't know it's it, it's tough don't get me wrong i i'm i'm saying i'm not saying like scrap the whole thing i think they've got something you just gotta like weed out the bullshit yeah i i yeah. I, I agree with that 
it's just it's tough too because to ask players to like do the skills competition and you know the all-star game while down in sunny florida which you know obviously nice weather and all that but also like you know to while it's hard for them to get up and excited for that when their other teammates you know it's obviously you know it's it's a dream come true to be an nhl all-star but and it's a great achievement but when your other teammates are on vacation and like taking advantage of that break to rest up you're asking these guys to you know skate their bags off and you know basically ask them to act like it's and just another night in the nhl another game day it's asking a lot because and it's tough because all-star games typically just never are with the you know it's you know the only one i guess you could say where you get the best of the competition is like the mlb all-star game because yeah you get a new pitcher every inning they throw as hard as they can and Mm -hmm. they give you their best stuff for a whole inning and the hitters don't really do that well and you see see that's the thing if it's done right um sorry to jump in there nick no Um, you're good buddy okay um if it's done right it can be entertaining like we were saying back in the day when it was east and west uh campbell and uh and wales but it I was going to bring up the MLB as an example that the home run derby is a big fucking deal. Oh yeah. That's you so know? fun to that's it's such a big deal. And, and the, the all-star, the all game itself has something at stake, right? You have the, the home home, the home field run. advantage, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not going to do that in hockey. No, uh, but it would be crazy you know, though for the Stanley would, Cup Finals. It would be cool for it to be like I was thinking about this the other day. What if when it came to the final, it wouldn't be um, home home ice, but what if it's something like uh, tiebreaker, which is something that would rarely happen. That the two teams in the finals would be you know tied for points or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why you can put it because it, it so rarely would happen. But if these two teams are tied, that could be the first tiebreaker, you know, in the final. But Something, also, you know? also, like, you got to think, too, like, guys like, does that really motivate guys like Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson who are, you know, no. No. licking, licking no, our but... bags at the bottom? You know? Well, then th- that's a whole nother, like, debate about, like, how divisions are shitty like whole divisions and mm-hmm. it's like well then what are you supposed to like you know what i mean it's just sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles i heard too on chicklets they were talking like they proposed the idea go back to um international teams i like the idea of it i just think it's too hard like because yeah. they they proposed it like oh like if you did you know if there was like canada versus, or like canada versus finland or sweden versus finland or you like in whatever us and russia but then it's like okay what about like you're like who uh who do your Timo Myers, your your Pasternaks, like who play for countries that aren't as predominant as like the big nations. Mm-hmm. It's like what do you do then? It's like you're not gonna take Pasternak at the face of the arguably the face of the NHL right now. Like it's like kinda like I don't know. Canada versus not... the world. See, that's what I if you did like North America, they did North America versus the world before, right? But yeah. then then like I'm, I'm i don't know i'm like with or you, uh, hear me uh, out remember when they did it a few years ago the young guns like you know that was sick the under 24 yeah. or whatever the under 24 team and then you have yeah. an all-star team of like you have that an could all-star, be cool. 
Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, just for the All Star game, they used to bring they used to bring young guns, the best rookie on every team. Yeah, there was a, there was a rookie game, I think. Before. Yeah, and those it, were it, those were lit. I remember those isn't being. Isn't that really why lit. Sagan made it back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, sorry. So, yeah, the, I, there's lots of stuff they can fix to it. Um, I think so. Raycroft Raycroft played in that too, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Oh, did rookie. he? Yeah. But also. Florida is just a tough market. I mean, Florida hosted. Um, What's the sponsors, right? They didn't sit in the seats. They the, all the sponsors. They don't give a shit. They're out. They're out in the bars, mingling, drinking. Right? Like yeah, you're down in Florida. The There's so much more to do down in yeah. Florida than go watch the uh, NHL All Star. I think. I think the one Toronto next year. I'm gonna try and get to it. We'll see. But Toronto next year All Star game. Um, I think it's. It's a great opportunity to to do a big reset because a it's not the best location. Yeah, it's Toronto. People love Toronto, but like it is gonna be cold and that is gonna suck. Like you know, like I saw someone pro- like it's kind of controversial, but someone proposed the thing like, do you think like the Russians all only went because it's in Florida or do you think because like Krill the pr- thrill did not look like he wanted to be there and it's like or do you think they went because Russia's kind of in heat right now and the NHL players are tr- like they don't want anything to talk about so they're not going to skip out on the all-star game so it's like I you know what I mean it, it's like we'll see next year what happens but I think it's a good opportunity to bring it back to the Campbell uh style of days maybe even go back to those orange and black jerseys you know like do a retro thing like you did this year and uh, really make it about like the skill of the players. Yeah, to. yeah. There's 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 a lot that they can do. So and Zegers should will... be there. Like that's a shame that he's not in the breakaway challenge. Like what are we doing? He's got the best hands of the league. Wasn't he there last year just for the skills competition? Right. Yeah, he flew yeah. in. He didn't go on a break. And that's another thing too. Like for the Bruins and teams that had a break around the all-star break this was perfect right but then the guys that like you said didn't really want to be there kind of guys that had to go back to work on monday kaprizov didn't even friggin participate in anything i know no, you said he denied he... yeah that that would be something like because you know you could have players that are having bad seasons you know but are like super skilled have mm-hmm. you know some players just come in uh, for the skills competition, like let's say, see, let's say Pasternak's having a bad season, but the guy is awesome. No such he, thing, you know. Yeah, he comes <laughs> in. He no, but I'm just saying. No, I know, I know. <laughs> such a thing that has never occurred, right? But I'm just saying, somebody to his skill level, yeah, uh, is having a bad year. He's not going to be in the All Star game. There's no reason why he shouldn't be, you know, taking shootouts uh, at the skills competition. At the end of the day, you're showcasing showcasing this for the league, right? And that's so it. Want... Go uh, ahead, but I was I was pretty much done with the thought. No, I was just gonna say, and that's another thing too. Like you got, hold on, let me see here. I'm not a mathematician, so I'm just gonna do this quick. Yeah. So if you took like 42 players, let's say, like you took a full roster, five on five, and then 10 extra guys, you could do exactly what you're saying, Ange, because you could, like, I heard on. Um, 32 thoughts they were talking about like Nietzsche he's probably the fastest guy in the NHL but like there's like Sebastian Ajo on the Hurricanes or Svechnikov who went this year right and it's like well like every team does their own all-star game how about whoever's the best at every single thing in their 
like in their category like let's for example we'll use Nietzsche say he's fastest skater but he doesn't make the all-star game but he but he's the fastest out of the whole league we'll throw him in there and see what he can do against the guys who like are putting up the points or are the best on their team so you actually get like best on best on or like like I don't I saw a tweet about this it's like I don't know why there isn't a thing that comes up we record how fast the shots go right why is there not a thing like this year's fastest shot top five you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there should be a thing in the bottom corner of your when when the shows to come or when it goes to uh, a timeout at the end of the game, like I'm watching here in Vancouver and Islanders right now. You could just have a little thing right now in the bottom, a uh, fastest shot, Pe- uh, Pelic, Pedersen, blah blah blah. And it's like those guys should be going to like I don't know. It's 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 a double edged sword. Fuck, they have that in NHL. I see my son playing NHL. Yeah, they have all yeah. that stuff come up, and it's it's you know. It's yeah. just like I just think they could utilize the technology a little better for the skills competition, but like not yeah. make it as technical, if that makes but sense. That's an interesting thought, uh, Brett, that you had. It's kind of like, what's the award that the teams vote on, um, vote their own player to master the, the, uh, yeah. the comeback. So you have like, I don't know, three or four players that every team brings in for categories, like, you know, a goaltender in a shootout, the player in a shootout, uh, you know, uh, hardest shot. So every team like sends out like four or five guys to the all-star game and that's yeah. your skills competition. And, you know, the game is the guys who are having, you know, yeah. the best, the, the best select. Yeah. The select, you know? Yeah. 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 There's, a, there's a lot they can fix. I mean, hopefully they'll take a, a lot of this into consideration uh, after Gary Bettman listens to us and yeah, you know, <laughs> fixes the kinks for next year because, a lot of eyes are going to be on next year's um, uh, next year's All Star Game. I mean, it's Toronto. It's you know, it's they love their hockey there. So I, it's definitely going to be, it's it's going to be the buzz around. It's going to be way higher than usual, especially this year, just because you were watching both games and it was just a complete dud. You, you had seventeen people in the stands for both uh, for both both events and they were also fucking selling an arm and a leg. So no wonder why people weren't paying those prices. They'd much rather just fucking go to the beach, go to some fucking beach bar bar on the beach and just get fucking, you know, hammered. But I don't know. There's, there's just a lot more to do. And when there's selling on the secondary market or right. Yeah. Secondary market selling ticket prices for that much. Why even bother going to the game? It's, I I, th- I think the league knows they screwed up and they know their mistakes and I don't I I really think you're gonna see a better All Star game next year in Toronto yeah just because it is Toronto and you 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 have like two years in a row now they like the Vegas one was better than this last one but the players enjoy these hot places more so if you're bringing them to a cold place better be fucking good can yeah, can no. I throw in uh, can I throw in because just because it came to me one one last idea about um a format that would maybe have some stakes. Um, Brett, you know how Canada, uh, I think Hockey Night in Canada has that hockey town thing Yep. where there's one community every season that kind of wins um, an arena uh, or something. They, they renovate yeah. an arena or they build an arena. Wouldn't it be like Luke awesome? Luke in Ontario, uh, just down the road, 20 minutes down the road from me, Luke in Ontario, they won it pre-COVID. So let's so say... I, when do the players get their 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 picks? When when do they get picked? Like at some point, right before the holidays, right? Uh yeah, yeah, just right before. It's either right before or right after. 
Okay, but so yeah, right around the holidays. The league, the league wants to grow the game. So whoever whoever gets called captain of their whatever team, East and West, gets to pick their hometown or another hometown. And the league will put up, I don't know, 25 grand, 30 grand for that community to, to help it grow hockey. Mm, I like that. Like, is I mean, I like that idea. That grows the game, right? And yeah. if the captain of the team is from Finland, even fuck, better. He, he has it in Finland. Yeah, even you know, better. He, if, yeah. If the guy's from whatever, you know, Canada, obviously it'll be in Canada, but he doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be his hometown. Or or even better, how about the just the team gets together and decides what the coolest story is? Because, you know, some of these guys that come from Europe come from these really small towns of like 2,000 people. If you could put in a rink and a community rink in there for those people, I'm sure, I, I know, well, I'm not sure. I don't hundred percent know, but the hockey players, they seem like the type of people that would rally around like uh, a small community thing. Or like you're saying, just like lifting up um, a, a player's community within the NHL or the organization mm -hmm. they're in. I think the players would get behind something like that. Yeah. Right. Like just imagine it was some like little town in Sweden, like where from where all marks from It's like, I don't think it's a very big place. And it's like that, that would, it could change. You could get another all mark out of there. You know, you never know. Nick, where the fuck do you live? Every time I hear these podcasts, there's always a siren in the background. That's mine. Every that's mine. Oh, that's Sorry. Yours. What the fuck? Every time there's always a siren. I'm in the hood, brother. We live in the hood. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll just, no, I'm just joking. It's because I live near uh, Main Road in London. Okay. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I'm like city-ish too, so I wouldn't be. It's surprised. Don Sweeney and Co. They're it's either after, it's they're either after the, my trade takes. It's either the fire alarm or the fucking. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't jinx it. My fucking go off. Now. Yeah, I know, right? I'm but um, my dog hasn't barked yet. <laughs> enough of that trade talk. Uh, I think. Oh, not trade talk. Um, all star fucking a, uh, all star game. I think. Um, you know it's. Some people liked it. A lot of people didn't. I feel like it is what it is. It's kind of hard to get people, get players jacked up for it when, you know, you're getting videos, text messages from your buddies in frigging Cancun or Puerto Rico, as you saw some of the Bruins players there. So it's, you know, I, I know I saw someone on Twitter, someone I follow, I forget his uh thing, but he actually went to Disney. He was in Florida at Disney World. And he fucking um, ran into Allmark there. McCarthy, I want to say McCarthy. Is it? Uh, uh, I didn't look it up. I think it wasn't too long ago. Uh, fuck, yeah, it was like two days Andrew, ago. I want to say Andrew McCarthy. I think. Um, if if I get him, I'm gonna try to find him. I yeah, I I saw that, and I was like, of course, like a Bruins fan is at Disney and runs into uh <laughs> runs into Allmark yeah. there, and of course he goes to Disney after because he brought his family down there, and and I I love that guy. The guy's just so fucking genuine and pure. Yeah. But How fucking awesome is that? I, I would, I would like, I, I, I turn into like a little kid instantly. Oh, dude, one me, of the ruins. Me too, one hundred percent. And I'm a grown ass man, so it's yeah. like, yeah. So, but Same yeah, <laughs> now that was, that was cool. Yeah, I know I liked it, but I've liked a lot of tweets lately, so I fucking have to go really like diving. Well, we had a, a a big two days on Twitter, like making fun of fucking Leafs Twitter, and and, and I feel yeah. I feel like the three of us have been talking pretty much nonstop about fucking talking shit on Leafs Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
It's it's a layup. It's so yeah. easy. It's uh he's Andrew Andrew McCarthy at Bruins Axe Guy. And if you guys follow him, uh it's he pinned the tweet. And uh fuck, Allmark just looks like, you know, just this random guy, you know, taking mm-hmm. time out to to take a picture, you know? Yeah, no, he like he doesn't look like a fucking uh professional athlete i mean no offense to him i mean he's one of the greatest goalies in the world right now so i it's think like, in his shirt too he's got like his dogs and he's his, got like, his little dogs pocket. yeah it's, yeah, so yeah. it's such such a bad thing right oh yeah you know? yeah yeah i saw it's, that i was like man that's awesome uh, his yeah. wife 100 just dressed him was like hey honey we're going to disney world today just yeah. wear this yeah. like, all right no no problem he's a family man happy happy yeah. wife happy life they say supposedly yeah, yeah. well yeah absolutely i and can vouch I was going to say, Ange can speak for that. I can vouch. Um, But yeah, so enough of that all-star talk. It was, um, you know, it it was kind of a dud, but hopefully they learn from their mistakes and Toronto can be a little bit exciting next year. I would love to try to get up there for that. I know we joked on Twitter with Haley um, and Bobby Brewski on there, but speaking of Bobby Brewski, speaking of Bobby fucking Brewski, this dude, sent us in a nice little clip last week it was it was it was after like right before the all-star game and it was a little too late because our podcast was already out so i want to integrate it into this uh episode we got a little segment this week called bobby's corner if you don't follow bobby on twitter you're fucking i don't even know if that's his real name because he when he, he has an unrated amount uh, uh, he's he's so underrated on twitter Oh, no, dude. I can spit that out. Jeez. The oh, fact yeah. that he only has 295 followers. Oh, this guy should have like crying. a couple thousand at least. Like, but make sure you follow him at Bobby Brewski, B-O-B-B-I-E-B-R-E-W-S-K-I. Bob Bears fan club. Make sure you follow yeah. him. The dude's a fucking legend. But he was nice enough to send over a little clip, a uh, nice little funny clip about his thoughts of the you know, the losing streak the Bruins went on uh, leading into the all-star break. So here you go. Bobby Brewski's corner, baby. Coming at you live from the beaches of Winnipeg under the palm trees in the West End. In this corner, weighing 220 pounds and a couple cold ones, it's your boy, Bobby Brewski. Yeah, I recorded now an intro. I can feel you judging me. It's okay. It's a little impeccable, but I can look past it. Let's get into it. What happened, man? I thought we all agreed at the beginning of the season we're going to have zero expectations. We're going to go into this season just enjoying and celebrating the last decade and a half of Boston Bruins hockey. We got Bergey back. We got Krejci back. This is supposed to be a rager. And I'm going to tell you right now, it has been a rager. But like all great parties, they all get busted. Somebody's finally called the cops. I don't know who did it. Angry neighbor, jealous boyfriend. There's nothing to worry about, though. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. It's out at the Moon Tower. Full kegs. Everybody's going to be there. And you got to go. Got to say, I've crushed a few while I'm already here. Linus Allmark. Still looking like a wall. Charlie Coyle, still being the backbone of this team. You know Brandon Carlo, that punching bag y'all love to hit? I think that man just embarked on a revenge tour. 
We don't got Bo Horvat, but that's okay. We still got Jake DeBrusque first, Fabian, and not to mention him again, Brandon Carlo. We got 31 games left. We got 83 points. It's not a matter of if we're going to get the playoffs. It's a matter of who we're going to play. I don't know about you guys, but I feel my third wind incoming. No beer is safe, and this is Boston Bruins Hockey. I bought the ticket. I'm going to enjoy the ride. I suggest you do the same. Until next time, you've been great. I've been Bobby Bruschi. And let's go bees, baby. And just like that, folks, you heard it here first from Bobby fucking Bruschi. The man, the man, vacationing, the vacationing for life in Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what can you say? The guy has a five-year plan. So, oh yeah, he's a, he's man. I'd hire him in a second. Oh my god. <laughs> well, we did. It took. It didn't take very long. Now he's Bobby's corner. Weekly edition. We, it's asking a lot, but we need like a weekly segment from him. Oh, dude, he's. I I hope he gets some more followers from this, and I uh, I hope our relationship forward. Like it just, if you ha- if you follow him on Twitter, you already know he just speaks truth, facts. He's really funny in people's comments. So we're awesome. just gonna we're gonna keep some uh, lighthearted stuff here over at Only Bruins, and we figured Bobby's corner was the best addition. Do you see that picture he posted? I'm guessing last week or the week before. This giant bear bear was like scratching his nuts. Did, did yeah. you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So he I saw posted, your he, yeah, he posts this picture and he's like, oh, the Bruins, you know, and the bear. Oh, yeah, I, I commented. I was like, Bruins by a million tonight. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the bear is clearly scratching his yeah. nuts. And know, comes like in from the top rope. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I didn't even, I, I must have fucking missed that. Oh, dude, it was a day see- off. Yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was a day off day. I remember that. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. this is the content Bobby provides on days off it's the best yeah, i know i just want him to take over the fucking twitter handle and just fucking go to just town with it. you should you should post his uh when you get a chance there uh maybe in this episode you should post the uh, his interview tape there that he recorded with the five-year plan and uh oh though um what was that he sent that to big bruins energy right yeah uh, yeah. yeah lauren yeah. oh dude i i started i laughed so hard when he said i have a five-year plan <laughs> I, I just started losing. I was like, dude, that, that could have been a commercial. So long. Or that could have been a skit on Saturday Night Live. Like, I he, was actually howling. He yeah. runs out from behind the phone. Like, he totally put, put <laughs> yeah. that on to record and he sits down. And oh, man, his delivery was awesome. Content wow. legend Bobby Bruce. Absolutely. I wish, I wish I could find it real quick so I could. I mean, I feel like that was he posts a lot of great videos and like gifts and stuff. Oh, it's hard He's, to go through them. I was yeah, doing it the other like, day. He I'm needs his own. Like, he needs his own T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, dude. He needs his own podcast of just fucking being. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but if like I was a bet man, I figure he'd do well on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but it seems like he'd be the type of guy to crush oh, dude, TikTok. He would. He would be pure fucking gold. Oh fuck! I'm trying to. Uh, oh, here it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it real quick. It's a 35 second clip. Hopefully, you guys hear it okay in the audio. Um, this is my good side. Uh, my name is Bobby, and uh, I like movies. Titanic probably being my favorite. <laughs> um, my favorite food is uh, 
tacos, not just on Tuesdays. Um, and uh, I have a five-year plan. Uh, I would like to, to, to do the thing. That would be awesome. The dude's in a. I just retweeted it so people can go look at it, like uh, on the timeline. Um, dude, and the dude's at work in a suit and tie, and he's just like, <laughs> "I got a five-year plan," and he's just like selling himself to basically do bong rips with Big Bruins Energy. It's fucking. I can't get enough of that guy. That guy's fucking pure gold. Dude, on he's it. he he photoshops that like double-sided bong into every picture. It's funny. Oh man. The guy cracks me up. I'm dying to have a beer with him one day. Like oh. he says, and like how he ended that, no beer is safe. And the day I meet him, I mean, Jesus, that might be my last day on earth, but I'll die fucking happy because, I mean, we might we might drink fucking Winnipeg dry at that point. Toronto All-Star but, game, go with the Winnipeg. That's what we got to fucking. How, how far away is Winnipeg from Toronto? That's not that bad. It's close enough. If it's I can not a far. It to- I could take it on a cheap plane ride. That's not bad. Start yeah. saving, Bobby. Start saving. But yeah. you know what? He's got a couple of good points in his in his clip. I mean, the Bruins are how many? Eighty three points. Thirty one games left. Yeah, they go on. They go on a little skid, and everybody's losing their fucking mind. Yeah, no, I know. And, <laughs> like we're literally in the playoffs. Yeah, and like I it's... had this. I had this discussion with some because obviously I got a lot of Hab fans around, right? So. Some like some of them were just waiting for us to lose, you know. But even there, their their trash talk this year is is respectful mm-hmm. because I think everybody kind of respects what the Bruins are doing, you know. And and they're like, oh, you know, like the this the sky's falling. I'm like, no, actually, I I think it's good that they went on this skid because mm-hmm. I think I think back, and I was saying this in my my last episode with uh, Mask Tendy, um. Because he was saying 2000 and referencing 2000 and uh, I, he said 2018. I think he was referencing the 2019 Tampa Bay team that destroyed everybody. And then they got swept in the first round. And I'm like, interesting stat about that team is that they never lost two two games in a row. And I think yeah. they never, they, they, they didn't trail by more than two goals in any game. Well, First thing that happens in against um or they they never gave up a three goal lead or something like that. Well, first thing that happens in round one is they have a three goal lead and you know Columbus wins the first game and the second game and they just imploded because they didn't know they didn't know how to face this. They they never faced it. You know, and another thing too with when people bring up the Tampa Bay team, like I like to um relate this team more just because like we saw it in the end. I like to relate them more to the 2012-2013 Chicago Blackhawks because that's the, that was another one where we were at when we were chasing the records of 20-1 uh, 20, 20 or whatever it was when we were yeah. chasing the, the no, lo- no loss at home or whatever the record was. I know Chicago is one of those teams, and I looked into it, and, and that looks more like a team that the Bruins are. Like, they have veteran presence. They're very, like, very skilled uh, up and down the lineup, crazy amount of depth, really good defense. Like, they had Bufflin on their, like, fourth line forward um, because they were so stacked on D that yeah. year. And, like, that's the types of things we're seeing. Like, you're seeing Zaka down on the third line or Taylor Hall on the third line. And and then you look at that Tampa, B, that Tampa Bay team. They didn't really 
ha- like have that like <laughs> or have the veteran presence that this Bruins team has or like they add to that point they hadn't lost twice in the finals like Bergeron and Marchand have up to recently so it's like I I don't like to compare to the Tampa team as much or implode in the first round like people think because a it could be Pittsburgh we're playing in the first round team like that where it's like the Bruins seven games I, I I like to put my money on that and b I just think the leadership core here, this is pre-trade deadline. You never know what vets they're going to bring in. But I just think this leadership core is a little more fine-tuned than that Tampa Bay team. I'd be curious because I agree with you with the Chicago comparison. And if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. that Chicago team won the President's Trophy, right? I I think so. I I would be curious to go back. Uh, and see the additions they made at the trade deadline. And if I'm not mistaken... I think it was like for Stieg. No, but there was a defenseman from Winnipeg. The name is escaping me. Uh, he scored He scored the game one winner in overtime for them. Bufflin? No. no Bufflin uh, he, was, he was in Winnipeg that year. Bufflin was already there. Oh, something Johnny with a... Oduya? Yes. No. There oh, you go. Oduya. That's, that, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. guy. That's the guy. Pittsburgh that... Penguin legend. That they got him, I think he was in Winnipeg. I you're right, I believe, and they got him at the trade deadline. Yeah. So depth, depth, uh, in that group, right? Because they had Keith Seabrook, like yeah. they had some big boys there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'd they be curious to see. I, I think they also career. got Versteeg. Yeah, so, Versteeg, because I just remember that one because Toronto signed him to that big money, then they traded him to Florida, and I just remember laughing about it a lot because he went back to Chicago, won a cup in the end. And just like that's such a Toronto thing to happen. Yeah. (laughs) One thing we one thing we can say to bring it back full circle. One thing we can say: the Bruins have not lost back to back in regulation. No, we do even on their even on their skid on that like on the gauntlet of Carolina, Florida, like the the Florida teams. We came out. What was it? Oh, 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 two and one. Yeah. So we still yeah. got a point in the end. Like it then we sucks. fucked Toronto. So you love. Yeah. 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 No, but, it, it sucks. They blew that game against the Panthers. They blew that game against the Panthers. Yeah. Um. But, Hurricane, and the Tampa the, Bay the game loss. was a winnable game too. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, that was that was a playoff game, and they just got the better of you. It's, the it's, the it's Tampa game, there were there was a couple of fucking brain farts. Um. Mm. Especially the last goal. Defensive there. Car- zone lapse. Car- Carlo tripping over uh, Almark. Oh, yeah. me at the end. And out of um, 82 games, you're going to have a couple like those Bruins yeah. fans. It but just, if it happens. The Canes game, they were gassed. Oh, they're they, out. They were, they were gassed. Yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it on that because I would, like I was telling Nick before we went on air, that's the only fucking team that scares me. This scares me as constructed. They have $10 million to work with too. Yeah. And a lot and, of prospects. Yep. And one of my, one of my trade picks that, that, I will get to later. I think I picked him. I would want the Bruins to get him just so fucking Carolina know, doesn't right? get him. You know? Because <laughs> it scares me that they're going to be able to get this guy. And this guy has burned the Bruins in the past. You yeah. Know? How's that for foreshadowing? Ooh. Foreshadowing into our next segment. Yeah. Uh, what we came here to talk about, basically, is, you know, there was a big trade today with Tarasenko going to the Rangers. He's off the board. He was never on the board for the Bruins, um, you know, rightfully so. Um, Horvat's gone since me and Brett uh, spoke last week. We touched on that. So now 
we have the list is getting a little bit smaller. We're getting a little bit closer as we talk Thursday night. We are just under a month away, basically, from the trade deadline. I think it's uh, March 3rd. So as you're listening on February 10th, we are one, two, three weeks away. We are three weeks away from the trade deadline. The clock is ticking for Don Sweeney. We compiled a list of players that we think they could. And I'm sure we have a lot of similar players on this list, but we all compiled our own list and we kind of just figured we'd bring it to like kind of like a round table with us three just talking on the pod about did we players. all did, sorry nick did we all rip off ian's uh, video or uh i was just gonna say uh, <laughs> after we should shout it out so you can go look at some of the scorecards because i'm pretty sure we're all gonna be ripping off <laughs> oh really? i i i hadn't even watched his video oh he put out like a 45 minute like it was like what was it and she looked through like 83 Fuck. players or something every, like that everybody's and, on it and yeah it, and, he, he and didn't it. put up every player's card but like those the amount of players that he got info from twitter from was like 83 in the end or something like that what a sick fuck holy shit and, yeah. and every and every great job on the video ian every argument he makes even if you're like totally on this guy every argument he makes kind of makes you go like Fuck, you got a point. I know. There's no. one that I have here that I'm like, uh, he he showed his card and he talked about him, and I was like, damn, maybe I he don't want good. him anymore. He he certainly knows his stuff because I. Oh, Ian's great with analytics. I don't I've really watch on, his. Uh, I had him on what's it called Beehive before. Yeah, yeah. You should, Nick. Yeah. You should get him on. He's yeah. honestly, uh, it's it's just it's just a blast talking to him. Yeah, no, I I like listening to him on short shift. They uh that trio does a great job. Yeah, they're great. Um, and and he he he's great at it. So I haven't really watched his videos. Maybe I'll dive into that. Uh, the, well, over the you weekend. you've been on with them, you know. I actually, when I was on, I was covering for Ian. So yeah, same um, here. So same I here. yeah, I didn't get to interact with him. Plus, he yeah. won't follow me back on Twitter. Fucking asshole. <laughs> well hopefully what we get just gave him shout out for his video yeah, most yeah. of the people we're going to talk about today he he talks about on his video so uh boozy and the rest of our, the listeners make sure you go give it a check out they're yeah. probably Ruins low on twitter i think they're recording tonight too so i'm curious to hear uh andrew Ooh. and thomas's um picks battle of the pods analysis. after they after they listen to us first you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, but so right, let's get into these right? lists. Yeah, because this could we, this could go all, all we we all said what two or three each, right? Yeah, yeah. I, and we I, all ended up with like eight each. I have right? seven on my list, so we we're gonna have to cut through these. Um, I think some of these though. So like, if we have if you have the same as someone else's, just like jump into the conversation with them. I guess yeah. you know what I mean. Just so we're not yeah, talking yeah. over each other, and so we don't. So I'll actually start off here because this is a guy who's not having the best season could probably use a change of scenery because he bet on himself this season. He would be a pure rental. If you're looking to add depth to kind of, I know they want to add depth to the left side, but I'm looking at a guy like, you know, Bruins have been tied to like Luke Shen, which I'm sure he's on all of our lists, but I'm looking at a guy who, cause we've worked with this team I mean, it feels like, you know, 17 trade deadlines in a row. He's he's quack, a defenseman. Quack. He's a defenseman for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh Klingberg. I think he would be a pure rental after seeing what Tarasenko went for and not only what he went for, but the fact that they retained as much salary as they did. 
Um, it's a good I deal think, for New York. I think he could definitely be affordable because he's not having the best season. He's got six goals, 13 assists for 19 points on the season, and, he, and he's a dash 25. So and you could he, easily, like you said, you could easily get him at 3.5. Yeah, yeah. Seven. Yeah, and the thing is, um, he like it's a contract year for him. He took that one. I'm pre- I'm 99 positive it was a one year deal that he took. He kind of bet on himself and went with it. I'm almost positive that I should probably look that up. Well, no, uh, you're you're right. Frank Cervelli made a tweet today actually with an article talking about how Klingberg bet on himself and it, it's kind of backfired on him. So his, ah, his look returns, at that. His returns not going to be as high as people initially thought it would be so you're probably I, looking at 50 percent retained you're probably looking at a second round pick maybe a third and a lower level prospect it's see, I, break the bank i would like that because i like how our right side is but carlo has been shaky and injury prone um yeah obviously you have mcavoy clifton's having a hell of a fucking season do do you do you consider Maybe swapping him and Clifton and then like a mid-round pick. I'll I'll jump in and I'll say if there's one D man I would I would I would definitely consider getting off of the roster is um um Clifton and not because of his play, but simply because he's he's in a contract year and I don't think yeah. he's gonna end up resigning for Boston. He's out he's priced himself out. Exactly. The thing is though he's looking he... at like four million dollar contract for over four years, probably. He's yeah. he's he loves he's loved in the locker room. He's a high energy guy. He brings a lot of energy. Monty really likes him and yeah, it would I would want to keep him. I would want to keep him, but you don't give up Carlo and you don't give up and you obviously don't give up McAvoy. See, um, I think you keep Clifton and Clifton and Klingberg fight for that sixth spot. Yeah. Especially if you can get Klingberg for cheap, just because Clifton's only a million bucks, right? Like the only way I could see a team wanting Clifton is if we're trading with another contender, just because yeah. he's on an expiring contract, unless there's a team like Vancouver that wants Clifton for their future. Yeah, like something like that, and then just sign him to an extension right away, kind of like what Horvat did. Um, But I I just don't think Clifton's that guy. I think people would wait till the off season. But I, 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 I'm not opposed to Klingberg. He is horrible defensively. But what does that look like in Monty's system, where Monty's already had Klingberg before? You got to remember that. Also, Dallas. Yeah, and also he he's not the best defensively, but he would probably be paired up with a guy like. Uh, Forbart, who's you know, who's had had a stellar season defensively, and he eats fucking pucks like it's like it's his last meal. It's it's crazy the season he's having this year. So, and he's a bigger body. Kling, Klingberg's he's not physical, but he's, he's he is a bigger body. So in the shortened year that Klingberg was with Monty, he put up forty five points in sixty four games. That was the COVID year, I'm pretty sure, and he was a plus six. Whereas yeah. this year he's put up 19 points in 44 games and he's a dash 25. I yeah. think that's one of the worst in the league. Granted, he's, he's on a shit team, but and still. he's also playing like I think his defensive pairs Euro Vakaninen. I yeah. might be wrong. I don't. I don't. Like, I don't heard, take the I've plus minus too serious. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think I know that guy. Yeah. I have his autographed rookie card. Pim. It's it's the, the thing is <laughs> maybe before before we we dive in so much is it's it. it maybe we should acknowledge that it isn't a particular 
year for the Bruins because everything is clicking, right? Mm -hmm. On all cylinders. Chemistry matters more than ever. Chemistry, right? And you gotta you gotta figure they're talking to the room and you gotta figure, you know, um at least Bergeron has been asked, you know, if we if we have to minus somebody from the room, who could it be? I think you put Krejci in that too. I think he's very respected in Bruins management. Um, but, and and I I still believe and I'll still say it I I think these two guys are going to be back next year also so I think even more they're 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 trying to get their their finger the finger on their on the pulse you know but trying to keep this two to three year window would just this was a thought a thought that came up let's say the Bruins go out and the, the prices are way too high on defensemen okay um how would we feel about Come the time of the Black Aces, now all of a sudden you have Mike Riley back in the picture. Mm-hmm. See, like, I don't hate that because he adds size, and he's like, well, actually, Riley is. I think he's on the smaller size. I think. Well, I'm well. I'm I'm thinking compared, compared to Grizzly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, he's a little bit bigger. He's willing to take some risk. Grizzly's having a good season, but you've seen players take liberty with him in the corners with his size and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Because we yeah. got him for the playoffs when they when they got him two years yeah. two years ago, right? They uh, got dude, him he he was a stud. He he jumped into the lineup right away and was a fucking stud. And you couldn't really take him out. He was producing and he was jumping up in the play. And I mean, fuck, you saw him behind the net half the time on, on <laughs> in the ozone uh, on some of his shifts. Like, I mean, the penalties are horrible, but I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I think the attitude that Riley's had gone down to Providence from what I've heard, hold on, the police are back. My God. (laughs) Um, From that Sweeney and co they're after me. Um, From what I've heard from some talking to some people, um, Riley's pretty much on his way out. Just if they can figure, find somewhere to get him, if they can't, then yeah, they're going to keep him, but they don't like his attitude the way he went down to Providence and kind of just had a bad attitude. Yeah. He's been a negative name and I can understand. I get it. I get it. I get where he's come from as a human, as human. Mm -hmm. I get it as a guy who loves the Boston Bruins and understands the business side of hockey. It sucks, but it like, I think they're looking to move that 3 million. Um, I also heard that before JD comes off LTIR, they're looking to ship out uh, whatever the negative is to like to get out of LTIR. But there's also some um, interesting situations where we could trade for guys and and get a guy like Nyquist in in Columbus, who's a forward. He's injured. He's going to be out till the playoffs. Um, you could throw him on LTIR the whole time. I don't know. I'm not a cap magician. I just I just these are some of the things that I've been hearing. Well, we have we have I have it in front of me over here. We have um, three, uh, just under three and a half uh, million, three point two five million. That's without removing um, Smith and uh, Riley, because those are the two contracts that we keep talking about, right? Yeah, we uh, we have how much, sir? According to uh, Cap Friendly, yeah, three point two five. Okay. Million. And that's that's with Jake DeBrusque on LTIR, right? Uh I I believe I'm so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So um obviously you can make deals, but the other contracts have to go the other way. They yeah. have to be willing to take, you know. Yeah, no, I saw a tweet yesterday. It was like from a f- 
Coyotes person. It's like why why did why does everyone always uh, give us shit trade proposals for Chikrin? Like we don't want your garbage. It's like well no one has caps, so you have to take at least a player roster that'll equal to his mm-hmm. cap or close, so the teams can even make it work. So that's why you kind of have to do these things right now. So you you mentioned his name. So what about the Golden Goose? What about Chikrin? What do we think of him? Is it really uh, a home run, or is it? You know, I think I... The, the only way it gets done is a three way trade in my eyes. You have to send Grizzlick out. There's yeah. no way you can keep like unless you're trading unless you're trading out Smith and Riley's money with Lauko's 900k and um the first. Yeah, like like that's I'm just talking like just getting rid of that money just to even open up money for Ch- Chitrin to come in and you'd probably have to get rid of so it'd have to be like it has to be Riley Smith there's 6.1 there Lauko's another million and then a million for Clifton and that would get you out of LTIR and but then just to get them to take all that cap you're going to have to send them like three firsts yeah it's it i think it's too tough to make that move i think there's too many moving pieces to make that move and he was obviously i'm sure he was on all of our list too i mean he's having a decent season he's had a good career over there for being in that organization he's only played 35 games this season so far but he's got Seven goals, 20 assists for 27 points, and he's a plus six. So that's pretty good for being on a team that he is. But I just think I, when I keep hearing Chitron's name, it kind of just reminds me of Paul Mary. Did I say that right? Paul Mary, yeah. when every trade deadline, Tilly yeah. got traded, he was just linked to the Bruins. Then he finally got traded to the Islanders, and that was all over. And I, that's, I feel like that's what's going to happen this year, too. So, I'm I'm not a scout by any means, and I don't watch uh, other than the Bruins. I don't watch hockey. I just don't have the time for it. So yeah, I'm, I'm certainly gonna... not uh, uh, Coyotes hockey. I'm sure. So yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I I don't know the player well enough. But are we willing to trade all that away? Is he really that much of an upgrade? Let's say Grizzlick is the guy in the package. Grizzlick has been to. Uh, he wasn't there in thirteen, right? But he 2019, he definitely was there. Yep. So he has. Yeah, he's the only one. I think he's the only one scored in Game Seven in 2019. Right. So exactly. So don't bring has, that up, asshole. <laughs> he has playoff experience. He has final experience, and he has experience with this core, with this group. Yeah. Do would we really throw in Grizzlick to to get Chikrin? I know that on paper you're looking at the players and you're like. You know, but like I said, this is a special season. You know, See, that's where it goes back to Brett's comment with the chemistry. Grizzlick is so loved in the locker room and, and he's been part of the team for a while. He's made those deep runs with them. So it's like, it's easy. Like looking at the paper, you know, on paper. Yeah, that's easy. You, you, you swap Grizzlick. Obviously you have to add more for, with Grizzlick to get Chitrin, but as you replaced um you replaced Chitrin, you replaced Grizzlick with Chitrin on that left side, paired up with Carlo, and you're instantly a much better team defensively, uh, in my and eyes. No one's doubting that, right? That's what yeah. thing people need to understand. No one's out here saying like the chick Chitrin doesn't make us better. But it goes back to like you said, the chemistry. Is this something that you really like want to mess with? I feel like 
you know, when you make a trade in uh, GM, be a GM mode in mm-hmm. NHL, you trade away a player. Oh, this player lost morale because yeah. so-and-so was traded away. And that's truly the case here where him and McAvoy are like best friends. I mean, they went to college together. They've, you know, they're on the same team together. Now they're playing with the Bruins together now and stuff like that. It, he's been part of the team for long enough now. Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, the list goes on and on. Basically, when they, you know, guys like Coyle, who he obviously grew up playing with too. Um, it's, I think, that's what makes it tough to pull the trigger because I think that's when leadership comes to upper management and says, "Sorry, I like I we understand Chitron's a upgrade, but this isn't the year to move a guy like Grizz." And it's unfortunate, but it makes sense too. I mean. Dude, you're gonna fucking trade a kid from Charlestown? Yeah, the, you know what uh, I mean. Like right before, it's like a this fucking couple, crime kid. Like what the fuck, guy? But like, it's true though. Like when you think about it, it's like, bro, just this is what I. This is how I looked at it. I saw someone proposed um on the armchair GM, or I don't even know where it was. I see so much trade shit lately. It's so <laughs> hard to keep it together. But I saw someone proposed a three-way trade with LA, who also needs a left-handed shot. And it was like LA gets Grizzlick, Boston gets Chitrin, and then like Coyotes get like everything that would have been like what what they would have traded for Chitrin or Grizzlick or whatever the equivalence was. And it was like a huge haul. And then I then then I really started thinking about something going back to the chemistry part of this. I'm like Man, how many like non untouchables are there even on this team? Like, you look at like okay, Smith, yeah, Riley, yeah, um, uh, Lauko, yeah. I guess you know whatever lower level prospects. Um, but then you even look at like Smith, like guys like Smith that you could put in a trade, or like maybe even Clifton if you had to just like make a million dollars work. Those are guys that are like huge locker room guys it's like are they even untouchable at this point like it's like is riley your only trade piece because that sucks if that's the case like obviously you have the lysels and the for the picks and all that but just thinking about the fact that like man smith's a very liked guy in the locker room you know what i mean like it's just i i don't know if the bruins see it worth it swapping him for a guy with a three million dollar cap hit that you know the guys don't know when they could just have a guy who plays sheltered minutes that the guys really enjoy in the locker room. Yeah. And that's kind of that like, that's tough. It's like, who, who the hell do you give up? Because when it comes to trade deadlines, it's like you try not to remove pieces from your NHL roster. Um, And the only one that like looking at the roster that our NHL roster right now, I don't want to give up Zaboral. You almost forget that he's on the fucking NHL roster. I don't want to give him up because he does have potential. I would love to see him get more ice time. Uh, or- yeah, they, they, they have to play him. They have to play him at some yeah, point. I don't- well, like you're, you're kind of hoping that like this year's more of a rehabilitation year and he'll cement in on the bottom six or the bottom pairing of the uh defenseman next I, i'd imagine he's going to get games in soon because march's schedule is a fucking grind yeah. 
So, I think but, you're gonna see them load management as much as people hate that word. I think you're gonna see them. No, it's do it it's this true year. because Bergeron did hint at it, saying they have had conversation about it. But you know, when, when it comes to trade deadlines and accusation acquisitions, Jesus, um, what like you try not to remove pieces from your roster, but unfortunately, sometimes it has to happen, especially if you're gonna make some uh, big time moves. You know, and the only way I could really see that happening is if you trade a guy like Nosek, who's injured right now, or a guy like Smitty. Um, and Smitty's cap hit is just it makes it kind of tough. So at at what point, like, I mean, it's like just, I got. Can, can I, I jump got, in on the? Uh, uh, sorry, guys. Uh, just one second on the load management before we move on from that, because yeah. uh, I was talking to my buddy uh, the other day. Um. And we were talking about that. And um, also on my pod, I mentioned I, I foresee them having another skid because they're going to start resting players. But then I thought about it. Carolina's what, seven points behind us? Right? You can't start. I mean, it would be you nice. Need you, you need, need home ice. You need home ice against that team. So yeah. I don't see them resting a ton of players uh, until at least they have home ice against Carolina locked up. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen until like the last week of the season. Yeah, see, I think in March they play literally every other day. So that's the only, t- that's when I think, <laughs> excuse me, they'll implement it if they do is uh, like I'd say halfway through March, bring up some. Because you got to remember too, the Bruins are to the cap. So it's not like they can just like bring three guys up and, uh, you know, sit three guys. You know, yeah. like it, it, it's it's going to be a little difficult this year to see how they do it. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I got an interesting one for you guys that I've been kind of like it. At. Yeah. Um, his brother actually plays in our organization. Um, oh, geez. Nick Ritchie. Yeah. Close, <laughs> but no, um, I was thinking this could work out for two teams. We might have to send something a little more that way, but if you could swap um, his, his, so it's Jordan Greenway. His brother plays for Providence Bruins. If yeah. He he's plays left or right side, so you can put him on that third, um, that third, sorry, that third line right wing spot beside Coyle there. He's really big boy. And he comes in at his cap hit is $3 million, just like it's actually 100 k less than Smith's. And he also has term going, whereas Minnesota kind of is in cap hell the next couple of years. So this would free, excuse me, free up about three million for them going forward the next two years because I think he's got two more years after this one. Yep, two more years after this one. Then he's UFA. Um, he is twenty five years old, exactly in the the spot that the he was in the twenty fifteen draft. Funny enough, um, and I think if you sent something. Minnesota Minnesota's wild Minnesota Wild's way. I think they would like take a listen to this just because like Smith's contracts up at the end of the year. If they want to re-sign him for cheaper, they can. They're having a really tough time scoring goals right now. It's new scene change, new change of scenery for Smith. Smith is plays the style of hockey that the Minnesota Wild kind of play. I don't know. I just think if you if you put Smith and maybe a Lauko and a pick in there. I really think Minnesota would take take a listen to this, and I, I think it would really benefit the Bruins' bottom six for the next two years. Yeah, he is. He certainly is a big boy, and I remember seeing his brother too. They're both big boys. Uh, yeah. He's not having the best year this year, but I that's don't know. the I thing think, that cap yeah. hit, man. That three million cap hit with the term, like 
because you got to think about it. You also got to, you know, resign Frederick and stuff like that after the season. You also, you know, whenever the pasta extension finally does come through, um, which is probably going to be upwards a little, I'd imagine a little over 11 million at this but point. But if it, if it gives you a little bit more playoff grit, don't you just worry about it down the road? See, you know I, I mean? that's how the, I'm feeling with the cap now and worry until Bergeron retires, worry it down the road, worry about it down the road. That's yeah. how I feel about it. But see, not, I would I, be I'm, more appealed to a guy. Like I would be all for a guy like Jordan Greenway because his size his grit and you know he he is able to produce he's you know he's he's put up 20 plus points before he's put up even 30 a career high of 32 points before in 56 games so he hasn't i don't know if health is a pro, i don't know much about him yeah he's, he's a, a big boy that plays hard i yeah i don't know if it's health or he's played 33 games this season um if he was a rental it would definitely be more appealing to me with that contract, if that contract was cut in half, absolutely. I mean, but this yeah. I doubt with the cap trouble that uh, uh, fucking Minnesota's in. There's no way they're going to retain half that. So no, it'd, it'd be it'd be difficult. Uh, the only way I kind of looked at it was the cap might go up a couple million, and you're not going to resign No Sick or Smith. So there's about four point five next million you have to work with. Also has to go into finding a center, but like I'm in the Ange boat where I think Bergeron's gonna want to play in the hundredth year for, um, oh yeah, for the Bruins. That, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah, so um, for me, I think he's come back 900k next year, so I'm not really worried about a number one C or a, I'm more worried about getting a two C, the Krejci thing. But if they win the cup, who all bets are off, right? But I get what you're saying. The three million for the next two years is kind of scary. I just I've always liked his game, and um, I don't. I think he'd be really good in the playoffs for us. I, I I'm listening to everything you guys are saying, and I I don't know this player well, but everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. He's like a, he's like he, Lucic light. Okay, the only what? thing is that I'm not so much worried about the grit this year. I know the playoffs haven't started, but the team has been playing. You could tell like the bottom six is healthier. Like even even Fliggy's playing a bigger game than he did last mm-hmm. year. More and confident Co- game too. Coyle, Coyle is playing a bigger game as well. So I'm I'm not so much worried about getting somebody gritty. But if I got to take a flyer on a player, and I guess this is one that Ian had in common on his thing, what about Puyarvi? I, I don't hate it at all. Good and, defensively. Uh, Good defensively. And, and a change of scenery I think would – I mean, if you got to take a flyer on a guy, it's going to cost you nothing because he wants to leave. They want to get rid of him. Like swap right? him for Smith? Maybe. The his, cap is very similar. It's half off, I think, or it's on. Well, it, it? It, there, it's, he's a $3 million cap hit. He's an RFA. So there's Which some, is good. There's team there's control. Some, exactly. There's some kind of control at the end. You don't lose him for nothing. Right? So um, if you got to take a, fly, a flyer on a player, He's gonna bring you some, and you see it a little bit. They're still they're still chugging, but you see that with the brusque out, you see a little bit of the production struggling a little bit. Yeah, it's the Maybe. right side feels a little weak. Yeah, to me. So I I don't know that yeah, absolutely that made, it made sense to me. I um, I really like that one, Andrew. I didn't put it in because I figured someone was gonna bring it up. Okay. Um, but I I I've been pushing for Pooley. I would. 
when people wanted Puyarvi for DeBrusque, I was like, fuck that, I'm out. Fuck. I don't want to do that at all. And luckily, it worked out for us in the end. But I definitely would take a flyer on him. And like you said, who knows, maybe he plays good. You get a good run out of him and you sign him to a $1 million show me deal. One one times one next year. In the fact, problem is I, he's a left shot though, right? Right, right, right shot. That's, oh right he shot. Plays, oh, he's, okay. he's a yeah. right wing. He's a right wing. I don't know yeah. about the shot. Let me yeah, see. I was just testing you guys. No, he okay. plays. I <laughs> no, I, I've, I've OCD about knowing which way every guy in the NHL shoots. Fuck, it's I have fun. it right in front of me. You guys made me do my homework. I thought oh, I was yeah. just gonna come on and 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 have a chat. Well, and, it's funny and, because this is the first pod that we've done like this because we're getting back into the groove of everything. Yeah, this is yeah. how me and Boosie's pods used to be all the time. Back yeah, then. yeah. We're like pulling up spreadsheets and shit. We pull up numbers from like fucking 72 years ago yeah. before the NHL was even a thing. Because you guys dropped last week that on Thursday, I think, that you were teaming up again. And we mm. kind of like spoke about it a little bit on Wednesday. But as soon as you guys dropped that, I DM'd you, right? I, I want to come yeah. on. So mm. the next day I, I listened to the episode and they're like, okay, next week we're going to have our trade deadline talk. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I have to do homework. So no, I, I'm glad you hopped on because it was like a little bit less homework for me. Cause I mean, <laughs> well, basically all the names I've written down are names I've already like brought up basically. Yeah. But. It's good. I just keep, I have them in tabs on my other uh, screen here and I just keep Xing them every time yeah. we bring yeah. someone up. I'll like dope, dope so, or or I'll pull his stats up real quick or something. But yeah. So I just um since I did this homework, let me just mm. rattle off um who I think the big get would be if if you have to go in on all in on a player and there's two reasons I would do this. And hold on give give me your big get and your realistic get. Okay, so I got my big get because the way I structured this is I got a big get for um, uh, forward and defense, realistic mm -hmm. move, forward and defense, and um, what the hell did I call it? Um, a backup move because Sweeney always has these backup moves. You're Josh Browns. Marcus yeah, the, Johansson. The, yeah. Exactly, Marcus Johansson. Yeah. So my big get forward-wise is obviously Ryan O'Reilly and two reasons. I love that one. Because obviously he's on my list. He's he, being a center. And I think he, right now he has a $7.5 million cap hit and he's in his decline. So even if you want to re-sign him for whatever reason, you're going to get him for less than that. I don't think that would be the case. I think he would, I think be, a he would be a pure rental. A rental. Yeah. Are you but, worried about the injury? It is a risk. It's a foot. It, it is. It is. But see, this is my thing. You throw him on the fourth line. He plays 13 to 14 minutes a night, yeah. and he takes all the face-offs on the left side. Yeah. and Every you know single face-off on the left side, and then he comes right off. You see teams do it all the time these days. Like, didn't he, he's a face-off guy for McDavid now. He didn't he play them. injured in 2019? Not to bring up 2019 again. Didn't he play yeah, That's my thing. Like, yeah, we've they call him the factor for a reason. Like, okay. this guy, he knows how to win. So... That's the believe it or not, that's the second reason I want him. The main reason I want this guy is just so fucking Carolina doesn't go pick him up. Oh, I know. Because if and they have the space to do it. And apparently they're heavy in on Meyer though, which is even scarier. I yeah. I need the devils to fucking trade for him. I know. I just I'm with fuck. you, Ange. O'Reilly. I, I think you get him so Tampa doesn't, so Toronto doesn't, so 
Carolina doesn't, all those teams in the East, because yeah. yep. all those teams could make it work. He's seven point five. Like that's that's not that much. Like teams in the, the Bruin, East are getting deep Bruins, real quick. The yeah. Bruins could make that work today if they wanted to. I'm sure. I'm sure they could. But the thing is, I my worry is is that he's focusing, um, he's focusing all his energy on on Chikrin. I know that mm. they have irons in the fire, and and Sweeney looks like the kind of guy that he pokes his nose in everything just to yeah. at least get information. But well, I, I I don't know if that's the move they're they're looking for. And um, uh, go ahead, uh, Brett. No, I was just gonna say it's funny because that's that's my big fish as well. I I I think it's my most unrealistic one, if that makes sense. But it's mm-hmm. the one that I think makes most sense for the team. Mm-hmm. Like this guy's a wizard in the faceoffs. Like we watched him and Bergeron battle for seven games straight. Dude, it's Bergeron, Krejci. Yeah. This guy. Coils. You know, uh, Coils really upped his faceoff game. And Oops. and if they if they somehow find find a way to keep Nosek in all this. Did you say Taves. Taves. <laughs> that's, that's my guy. Uh, hey, good that's transition because yeah, I was gonna say that that's the guy that sh- they so should he, be looking at after Ryan O'Reilly. He's my talk. I have Taves, Ryan O'Reilly. See the the problem with Taves, I would I would take Taves just because of the winning pedigree, because of the Canada ties with Bo- uh, with Bergeron and Marshawn, um, all that stuff. I would take Taves. It's the he money. costs less. It, it, it costs he costs less. less. The problem's the money. I think you'd have yeah. to three way, three way trade it just so you can yeah. make another move. They're on not deep. asking for much. They're asking for a second or third, which would be easy straight up. But the problem is, is the cap, like you said. No, no, and then even more of a problem in my eyes is he still doesn't know if he wants to go or not. So it's like what yeah. what what. what, what it, it's like I had someone propose this to me today. Like, do you wait and hope that? You know, just because we're in the position we are, we are looking to make debt moves, you can buy low. Mm-hmm. Or do you make your moves now and make sure the chemistry is 100% because the chemistry is what matter most at this point? I, I think for chemistry, uh, uh, Bergeron and, and Marshawn and guys who played with him would, would okay to move and say, yeah. no matter who we remove from this, you know, we're bringing in chemistry and we're bringing an experience and i think you'd be able to send riley the other way i think chicago would take that money if they you paid prob- them to right they'd probably take both fuck yeah and yeah, that's honestly. my thing it's like if you're keeping no sick well then like i guess you'd have to you'd have to go away with riley's money right because like i don't know if they'd want smith it's an expiring contract would you do because my um <clears throat> my realistic defensive move is mm-hmm. jake mccabe I love I, that one. I, I just... have him. I have him on the TSN. This is the thing, though, because I, I I based everything on the TSN trade bait list, and then yeah. I did my research. They have him listed as lefty and righty. So this yeah. guy plays both sides. Yes. Uh, so, so he's can... another forward because forward can play both sides as well, right? Uh, yes, forward. He has played both sides. I don't know if the Bruins like him on the right as okay. much. But uh, yes, Jake McCabe, where was he before? He was somewhere before the Bruins were trying to get him. Oh, he was in Buffalo, yeah. and the Bruins were trying to get him a couple years ago at the trade deadline. I like that one. Um, the only thing with that is, like, 
So he's going to play on your bottom pair with Forbert, and that's just going to be a crazy shutdown pair. So you're going to have to send Clifton their way, right? Yeah. Or maybe he becomes the 70. But then again, you're, I think Who's you're moving. Sorry, I was draining the vein. Uh, yeah. Jake Jake McCabe on Chicago. He's got Ooh, three okay. years. Uh, I was three more I was years at four million. Two two years at four million. I have two more. Oh, sorry. Two, two sorry, years sorry, at sorry. four million. I yeah. think that includes. He's in the... year two of a four year contract. My bad. Yeah. So I'm, what I was getting at, I was piggybacking off your Taves. I'm like, mm-hmm. what if they do a, like some kind of mega deal with Chicago and they get like Taves and McCabe and. See, I mean, you can throw in Riley and something like that. You can throw in the pick for Taves. And you just sweeten the pot a little bit to to make them retain a little bit of money for for Taves. And your trade deadline is done in in one move. I I like that too. I I, I like the one-stop shop look at it. And um, the only thing is, like, you're just going to be forfeiting up a little bit money, a little bit of money the next couple years on forward for your defense right yeah that's the only thing and it's but then like you said you've you've got the three million sitting in providence right now mm-hmm. you'd still be over the cap but i'm sure you could make it work till the playoffs i that's i think that's one where you get a team you do a one-stop shop you go get mccabe and taves but taves gets traded through another team so you yeah. get him at 25 percent rather than 100 or sorry 50 mm-hmm. you know what but i mean but then again that's for me that's so then you're cap- adding 6 point or 7.5 opposed to like 10 yeah but just to be clear that's with the caveat that Bergeron and Marshawn really want that guy Preachy mm-hmm. really want that guy yeah. i i mentioned the other two because they played with him yeah because he's not my top and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with him but i still think if you're going to go big you go O'Reilly all the way if you're going to go big. You yeah. know? But the, the thing is, I, I think the Bruins' big move is probably a defensive move. I think that's what they're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, it seems like that's what they want to do. I would love to add a centerpiece uh, for the depth. We certainly don't need a winger uh, as Debrusque is coming back. I mean, I wouldn't hate. I'd take a center, a bottom six center winger. Guy who can play both, both, yeah, and, yeah. and be legit in the draw, not just like he plays center sometimes. Like a legit guy who can take, like a guy like N- Achari is also if you go he, get he Ryan O'Reilly, O'Reilly yeah. yeah, if you go go get Ryan O'Reilly. So Achari is like in. my my backup plan as uh, Ange. Yeah, like, guys, almost sixty percent the faceoffs. You bring in Achari and O'Reilly to play on your fourth line with Felino? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's funny. I was like, looking, that's game over. And he man. would fit right into the locker room right away. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was Achari, looking at Achari. Monty, but... yeah. Monty had Achari last year, too. Yeah. So it's not even like the new coach would be weird. Whatever. Yeah. He had him last year. He knows his system. I I think the St. Louis ones that slam dunk, it's just how you, the cap's going to be tough to make work. See, I had Achari, but I landed on Barbashev. And I like that one too. I landed on Barbashev because I think offensively he has a little bit more upside. And I'm thinking Absolutely. if if the brusque goes, do they play the same side before I put my foot in my mouth? Do they play the same side, him and the brusque? Uh right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Barbashev? Yeah. He plays all three positions. Okay. So even better. He's so not like great Zaka. in the face off dot though. That's no, thing. no. He's better okay. winger, but yeah, like Zaka. So if he has more offensive up, upside from what I remember, 
and he actually won the cup. I'm not saying that Achari didn't have yeah. I'm sure he had the experience. Achari got but, chipped. But yeah, fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, oh. Ange. You guys are bringing up 2019 too Sorry. much. Guys, I'm just, I'm just, I had way too much Bailey in my coffee. Guys. Sorry. Sorry. I'm about to turn into. I'm with the boys time. here. Jeez. I'm getting lit. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, I landed on Barbashev as my backup instead of a char. Yeah. Uh-oh. On the brusque, because he was our only real big injury, right? So if you need yeah. somebody to, to, to go on the top line in a pinch, who would you rather have? Barbashev or Achari? Yeah. You know, you don't want to fool around too much with the bottom six because it's clicking so well. Right. No, but- I, I, I agree with that. Like, I was going to ask you guys, like, would you guys rather going into the playoffs have Taylor Hall, Coyle, and Frederick cemented as your third line or have Taylor Hall, Coyle, insert new player, and then Frederick down on the fourth line, anchoring your fourth line center role so he can learn how to be a legit center in this league. Or is this not the year to do that? I I don't think it's the year. I'm worried about him. Because it looks like at practice today, he was the anchor in the fourth line and the last game in Toronto. Yeah, I'm just worried about him in the center position. Because you see the, it's like you got to walk with Felino on his wing. It's not as bad, but with Greer and Lauco, that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, that's not the best. You think they're they're sheltering him a lot? No, I just I think he's found his game, and they didn't want to mess with it. But then they needed to put him at center one night, and he flourished. So it's like remember now they're kind of. Now they're kind of like in a rock and a hard place, right? Do we go and get a 4C or do we let Frederick play 4C until Nosek's back and hope Nosek can take faceoffs? I don't like that. Hope Nosek can take faceoffs. Like this seems like a like an injury that's going to linger for the rest of the year and I just rather someone else coming in to win. The thing is, you have to remember like it took Frederick quite some time. I mean, took him a little bit to adjust to playing wing and well not just wing but playing up in the nhl being being a right winger on his offside um it's it took him a little bit and i'm worried if we move him back and he kind of gets a different role playing the fourth line centerman it might take him a little bit too long to adjust to that and that this is a year where we can't afford that i just i think it's a little bit too much of a risk that's why i would love to have taylor hall Coyle and Frederick still as that line because I think that that line plays big and it can open up some ice for Taylor Hall. I know he's been slumping, but it could open up some ice for Taylor Hall. They could utilize his speed and Coyle's puck possession and Frederick's uh, physicality. And then you add a guy like he's on my list right now, segues into it, Nick Bonino. Um, a guy like Nick Bonino, veteran, has legit done 4C. Yeah, legit 4C. Like, I mean, he makes like no sick pretty much a little better. I mean, better. Yeah. But I just mean like his, what he brings. No, when, when he would replace no sick in my eyes and no sick is probably the biggest question mark right now. I know Smith Smith's not having the best season, but no sick. He's been great on the faceoff dot. He's been great on the PK, but Bonino, I mean, he's got, he only has 17 points on the season, nine goals and eight in assists. He's a dash six on a shitty team. He's played 49 games this year. He's 34 years old. He's won it all. He's done it all. I think he's ready for I think he's perfectly capable of anchoring that fourth line. 
fucking him and Felino on that fourth line, dude. Are you kidding me? That is a lethal fourth line because Felino's having a great season. And you, you know, put Craig Smith there who shoots at all angles. And then you fucking have Benino and <clears throat> Benino and uh Jesus, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Felino. You have Benino and Felino. Benino and Felino. Hey, I kind of like, like that. A, Get the I was shirts just gonna ready. say that sounds like a French uh the WAP line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, Smitty will shoot from fucking anywhere. These two crazy bastards will crush, crash the net. They don't give a shit. They're not scared to get their nose dirty. Benino plays a little bit bigger than he is. He's not scared of physicality. I really like his game. I think he was kind of like your Cogliano to the avalanche. Yeah, exactly. He would be the perfect addition. And I think this is the year where Bruins do have to go all in, but like the avalanche didn't get any really sexy names last year. They just got the right pieces. I mean, Lekkanen that man, I think I'm sorry. This is why I'm in on Barbashev because my, I think Barbashev is your Lekkanen of this year. Mm. He's like the guy. If you get him, you win the cup. I I don't know why I have that. I don't know why I have that vibe. But it's funny, I just was talking about Cogliano. He just took a mean knee on knee from that asshole Cole on Tampa, and he is down and out. Well, so if, my if bad, we, my if bad we, Cogliano. <laughs> if we want to if we want to win a cup and get a player to win a cup, shouldn't we go out and get Fat? Oh, sorry, Pat Maroon? Yeah, yeah. Isn't he the guaranteed player? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, exactly. hey, too soon, too soon. Uh, well, uh, okay, so wait, I got one right here that might be – it's really off the board, and I don't think the Bruins have even, like, touched base on this but the reason why i asked about the frederick thing we'll stay around this bottom six topic right now is how do you guys feel about bringing in a guy like um james van reemsteig he's having a pretty good year this year he's on an expiring contract you get him at 50 percent. he'd be cheap he plays the hard style hockey you could put him right on that line with hall and coil and he'd be great um wouldn't it be know. awesome if we if we face the Leafs in the second yeah, round and he scores against them? He and he plays a good like front of the net, hard nose. Like I think he'd be good for that. He plays Just worried about similar. the injuries, but yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing, right? And this is one of the years he's actually been pretty good and pretty healthy. Um, I think that's one of those trades you make at one o'clock on trade deadline day if everything else fell apart. Yeah, you go get him for super cheap. I think this team is gonna make a move that is going to have some familiarity either with the players or with the coach. So, I, 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 it's like a, we're looking for a Mark Recchi or a Jerome again. Because the, they keep talking about the chemistry and how they have something special in the room. They're not going to go, they're not going to go get a player that they, they don't know or they don't know how he is. So I think anybody that's either played for Monty or, played with somebody else on the roster that's why i like probably, st louis it's probably gonna end up like i i can see the barbershev happening um yeah. you know i could I see really the, like the achari one to be honest i love the achari with i wouldn't barbershev. hate it the I only thing it. is it's a number game then it's like who gets sent down you know what i mean like do, do we do we put Just Greer through no the, for the rest of the year we could do that i wouldn't i yeah. wouldn't hate that at all but actually. then the problem is I'm 99% sure uh, Bonino is a left-handed shot, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, so right, left hand, yeah, left-handed shot. You, you say you t- do get a charge to center your fourth line. 
then you have four centermen that are all right-handed. It would yeah. be nice to have that left-handed uh, centerman, and that's why I really like Benino. I I I do think at the end of the day, Benino is going to be the move that the Bruins make for a forward depth piece because it does. Benino will be cheap, and it does open up room for them to. I don't know his salary cap, but when I say cheap, I mean you know, you don't have to give up much. And I think it gives them room to make a depth piece, depth piece move uh, on the defensive end too, to sure up some size, you know, like how hey, you got what Josh Brown last year or, or two years ago, whenever the fuck it was. Uh, not that he was anything great, but you, you get that size and size is what kind of is, you know, we just don't play big. And that's, that, that was my biggest takeaway from the Tampa game is, <sighs> God damn, their D are so fucking big. Oh, that sounded weird. But you you get what, <laughs> you get what I mean. Their defensemen yeah. are so big. Like you know who's the left-handed D? Uh left-handed uh, center? Who? Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan yeah, O'Reilly. That sounds, man. I'd I didn't... imagine he would be cheap for especially for what um I don't think so, man. I, I don't I, know. I I, 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 think I don't want to I... overpay for that though. I feel like you could get Taze for cheaper than. But, Listen, yeah. we all we all agree that he's the dream, right? We're we're, yeah. we're not thinking he's. You if know. you could make it work without giving up Lysel or Lorai, um, or first, <laughs> or first, but I'd give up the. I'd even. I'd probably see. I I heard on uh thirty two thoughts a lot of teams like our first for next year because it's like, whoa, well, who knows what happens next year, right? Like, we're having this unbelievable season, but, like, what yeah. if Krejci and Bergeron... Like, teams are willing to gamble on whether Bergeron and Krejci are going to come back. So Protect it. Yeah, Damn. like, maybe you give them next year's pick and make it top 10 protected or yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. And if you do end up in the bottom 10 next year, you kick the can down the road and figure, like, keep figuring it out, I guess. I don't know, but... The thing if is, they this make is a it, good draft this year. I know, but yeah. like I've been looking at the prospects around where the Bruins are projected to pick, and it's like there isn't a whole lot of centers around there. We either have to trade up or trade down. In my opinion, I'm not the draft guy. I don't 100% know, but just from like getting really into the world juniors and starting to look at prospects recently um, outside of the NHL organizations, I don't know. I, I get that it is a great draft. Don't get me wrong. It's an unbelievable draft, but after like the 10th pick, it starts getting like it's deeper it's better deeper down the draft like in the second and third rounds you get a higher value that's how i at least interpreted it so far. the thing is i i don't think anybody's gonna want to do the bruins any favors this year right? especially when it no. comes to, to the yeah. training and all that so i think we're i think sweeney has probably... pants too many gms before sorry to cut you off but he's just no, no. pants too many gms mm -hmm. before I will say that Sweeney is great at the trade deadline. Getting rid of Riley's contract is a must. That's how I yeah. like you have to before you re like before next summer when you resign Pasta, you gotta get rid of that contract. Mm -hmm. That's three three I think it's just three million even, but still like I don't know. That's one of the only um signings he's made in the past little while that I actually didn't agree with. And even at the time I was like, What are we doing here? Are we not giving Zaboral a shot? Like what's going on? But whatever. Yeah. Uh, one guy will th will throw in the mix just because the Bruins apparently are Bruins and and I forget who else it was are the front runners for him. Luke Shen, we got to talk about him. I yeah. think Ange is he the one that you were talking about that you wanted, and then you saw Ian's video and you were like, I don't know if I no. want him anymore. No, Klingberg. 
Klingberg. Klingberg, yeah, okay. And the only re- the only reason I said no to Klingberg was the um I think it was the minus that scared me a little bit. Yeah. But but you know what? Uh, Under Monty's system, I think that looks a little different. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that but he again, Nick said it, he's playing on a shit team, right? And, and it's like uh, yeah, like he's going to be in sheltered minutes and that's my thing too like I think if you're the Bruins, you have to do 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 diligently check in on Shen and Klingberg because they're the only two right-handed defensemen that fit what you're looking for. Big size, you know, can lug minutes, um, might not be the best defensively, but can hold their own uh, physically-wise. You're looking for those guys to replace Clifton just in case something gets crazy in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Um, I think Luke Shen would be great for that. Please don't overpay. I could care less if you yeah. get him because I think that's my biggest he... worry is the overpay because yeah. of how many teams want him. But the yeah. contract's great. He might not even leave. Um, he might not even leave Vancouver. Like I'm, I read something today that said he he doesn't he could care less if he's moved or not. But he wants to talk an extension with them. So he would be a legit legit rental because he's probably well, he's from Vancouver, so he'll probably go back there next. And year. he's probably gonna get paid. Yeah. yeah, he's making nine hundred k. That's that's the only way reason I'd say go get him. Think about like it. it. He's he won he won what two cups? He won two yeah. cups. So he, he knows he won, knows he won his win. cups. He's playing at home. Why wouldn't he want to stay there? Yeah, it's I think it's one of those things where he's like, I'll go on a vacation for a couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he could care yeah. less. Get a little run and then you know go back and sign with Vancouver. Yeah, and. So the, do you one. want a player like that? Do you want a player with, let's say, hypothetically, that's his mentality. Do you want a player like that who could care if less? If he's your 7th D, yeah, I don't care. Because Josh Brown came in last year, and it's like, I would have rather Luke Shen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just because, like, uh, Clifton's playing a heavier game this year. I knock on wood for this guy and his health because I don't know. He, I don't know how this guy stays healthy with the way Clifton plays. He's yeah. mad. He's a madman. He's insane out there. Um, and we've been. You need a guy. Shen, Shen Shen can play both sides too, which I like. So if Forbert goes down, you just slot him in beside Clifton. Or if Lindholm goes down, maybe slot him with Carlo. I don't know. Uh, but uh, speaking of left-handed big D, a guy that the Bruins were in on for a while. Oh, is one of the last ones I wanted to get. I out. was just about to bring him up. I think Carson Susie. I I don't even know his name. I was gonna bring up the big guy from uh Seattle. Oh no, Columbus. There's a guy. Oh, Gavrikov. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, I what, that's who I have. I, yeah, that's... yeah. I I I figured someone else was going to, so I went for more of an under. The reason why I like this one is because the Bruins were in on him before. Um, and last year I think he comes at two point seven five, so you get that at fifty percent, whatever. Seattle's pretty good for cap, so they'll probably eat a bit. And Seattle just went out and replaced him and got a guy from the Sharks who was playing with Carlson all year in Megna, who was also linked to the Bruins. So, like, to be honest, this is my one that I'm like, I think this is like a slam dunk, and I would not be surprised if on trade deadline day they got him for, like, a fifth-round pick just for insurance. And maybe even they send him through the waiver wire, like, right away 
or 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 Seattle sends him through so he can be moved up and down with no problem right when he comes to the Bruins. But I think this one's a slam dunk for them because it's like if Forbert or Lindholm go down, he's the guy you'd throw in who's being he was playing big minutes in Seattle, but they brought in this Magna kid who was playing with Carlson and I guess he's he's really worked out there with Vince Dunn. Yeah, I, I don't know much about him, so I can't really... Yeah, it's just like a weird one that I found. Yeah, no, I just haven't... It's he's he's Bruins mold. He's, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the, like, do yeah. they go for it or do they not? And you know, I think they, they you got to reward your players at that point. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't, don't go get Ryan O'Reilly, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so... All right, so I mean, we basically. I, I are there any more names you guys want to add that we missed out? Well, that Gavrikov, if you yeah. guys want to talk about it, he's been pretty big. This is the interesting one with him, Andrew. I'm just gonna touch on this quick, mm-hmm. and I'll throw it to you. If you get Gavrikov and you go get that Gustav Nyquist, Nyquist or whatever his I think name he's is, done for the season. No, no, he's well. Apparently, Columbus is looking to move him because he'll be ready for the playoffs. He carries a $5.5 million cap hit, and it would get you out of LTIR trouble, and you would be Kucherofing him to the playoffs. So you would be able to go off to the, over the cap by $5.5 million because of how much LTIR we've used already. So you could go get him and Gavrikov and send them essentially Lauko and picks, and the cap would still work, which is wild. And you could get why? Why Andy. wouldn't you throw in fucking Riley at that point, and you get even more? I, I just don't know if they'd take it because really they're at cap. Riley, they're, they're at cap hell, and they're in last place. So I just, okay. I, I would, but I just don't think they would take it. And they have a lot of good young D that are going to be coming up on entry level contracts these next couple of years. So. My only thing with that is if we can make it work, uh, then I would do a separate move. Cause I know before I said, you know, one-stop shop, but I would do a separate move and try and move either Riley or Smith and mm-hmm. go get, go get a flyer like Puyarvi because let's say Buke side's not ready come playoff time. So now you, you made a move. You wasted that. You wasted that move. Yeah. I'm okay with getting him. But yeah. get a really low cost backup uh, plan, so it would be three players instead of two players type of thing. I think you get him just to get yourself out of cap trouble. That it, it, that's one of those things. Like if you're in on Gavrikov and you really want him, um, I think you just get Nyquist just because it. You pretty much it pretty much evens out the Riley situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying. Yeah. I would no, still go get an insurance policy. But yeah, you policy. would you would have to still go get a center because in the end, like we were just saying, you don't know if Nyquist is even going to play. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure the Leafs did this a couple of years ago and it burned them in the ass with Flino, right? I think so. Yeah, and he got hurt again. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, honorable mentions, just because uh, Ian was high on him on that video everyone should go watch, uh, was Kevin LeBanc. Kind of turned my eyes onto that one. Just under $5 million. He's in the system isn't working for him in San Jose and he's playing well above uh, him being a healthy scratch. The numbers show this analytics show. And the other one, just because it's a fan favorite for some reason for a lot of Bruins fans is Max Domi. I think that's one. I know people don't like it, but I think that's one of those ones. If you lose out on everyone else on deadline day, you go get him for cheap. If he's still there. Mm. Fuck, it was a pain in the ass last year, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. 
yeah so it's one of those things where it's like uh, i if he came over now i'd be like oh okay is that the move we're doing but if he comes on yeah. trade deadline day i'd be like all right whatever the room Wa- the welcome. room would the room would really have to be okay with that I think that one's on version. The wild card. Yeah, yeah. They would probably go to like leadership and just ask what they think of it because that is a wild card. I mean, he's having a he's having a great year in Chicago, but he is a wild card. Um I don't know. I mean, obviously you guys know how I feel about him. I wouldn't yeah, you know, Bruins were rumored to be in on him last year. I'm glad they didn't pull the trigger. Um, but you know, he, he is a centerman. He he does play tough and plays hard but he can play all three positions that's something i i know that cam neely really likes him from talking to my guys but behind the scenes we'll say i know that cam neely's wanted him for a couple years now don keeps being like no like don didn't want to pay the price for him last year because we would have had to get a third team to um broker the deal and uh the price was a third so originally the GM too was fucking asking for the help. Like he was going high it on. He was asking um, for like a first, a second, and a third. Dude, I'm pretty sure. And a, and like a fucking roster player too. Like mm. he was fucking asking for the house for him. Well, it's like, but that's what people don't understand. Like with the Horvat thing, people are like, I can't believe we didn't get Horvat. It's like, no. Well, Vancouver chose that deal over our deal. We were a hundred percent in Horvat till the very end, and it was very well. Lysel and or DeBrusque, Carlo. And then another first and whatever. Jesus like it was Christ. gonna be it was gonna be more than what thank God um <laughs> the Islanders ended up paying. Uh, because they and they wanted the Islanders players more. What are you gonna do? You lose trades like that sometimes. No, right? listen, I, I I don't see the brusque in that deal. I'm sorry. Oh no. If you have I was a non starter with Carlo too. No thank yeah. you. Uh, you yeah. don't take away top guys like that. No. You have Carlo <laughs> to one of the best like defensive 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 defenseman contracts in the league like columbus in the uh free agency paid 33 or 34 year old gabranson four years for four million dollars and like that's what carlo makes and he's mm-hmm. 25 and and the peak of his like in the high of his career right now so it's yeah like, i the people that like trade carlo are the people that love to dump on him when he makes like two games in a row mistakes but then when he does, you don't see him for forty-five fucking games because he's playing on real. They don't say shit. So yeah, yeah, no, exactly. When when no one's talking about him, that means he's playing like how you expect him to play. Basically, mm-hmm. thing is, there's in and in, in the end, just to to cap it, like the the Bruins historically are are not the easiest team, especially with this core, like to make. A, a lot of moves that seem obvious. And I think that has a lot to do with um, the culture in the room. Uh, it has a lot to do with, I think the, the, the Bruins, because the Bruins don't, don't, don't do well with players who cause trouble. Think of Sege, think of the, some of the stories you heard with Joe Thornton back in the day. So I, I don't see them going out and getting a player like Domi. I mean, it didn't work in Montreal. It ruins the chemistry. Exactly. You know, they Mm. they don't want distractions. They want team players and they want players that, okay, we can work with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And another one we should nip in the butt right now is Timo Meyer. I keep seeing like, I keep seeing like Bruins are interested or, or whatever the terminology people are using. When people use the terminology like, oh, 
bees bees have kicked tires or bees are around this that means we've called and asked the price that exactly. does not mean at all that we are does bruins fans are very intelligent and very um tech savvy and they they know the game and the business a lot more than a lot of other fan bases but that comes with the problems of being too heavily invested and thinking that just because we kick the tires on patrick kane we're gonna go get him the price is too high on patrick kane he's falling apart timo meyer if you're getting him you're replacing him with pasta I don't know exactly. why you would. Ever, I don't know why you would ever exactly. do that. Timo Meyer is an elite hockey player. Pasternak is a fucking superstar in this league. But I don't know he, what. And it's here's a the thing. Conversation. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not worried that they resigned Pasta. No. Uh, I'm. I'm not worried at all. I think it gets done. I think it's probably already done. Maybe hammering out or just timing or whatever. I've heard it's eleven times eight. It fucking makes sense. Just wor- working out bonuses now, pretty much. For that and maybe they're they're delaying till after the the deadline no, or uh, whatever. Calling no, it eleven point no five. Clause. Yeah, yeah. So I, but here's my thing. I'm not I'm not trying to go to the past the signing thing. I'm, I'm what I'm trying to get at is, I think he resigns. But if the Bruins pull a trigger on a move like Timo Meyer, that raises a fucking flag that there's a problem with Pasta. Yeah, if they yeah exactly yeah. if they go get Timo Meyer, then. That means that you something should be worried. Went, yeah, something's yeah. not happening. To be honest, it, it, if you're getting Timo Meyer, I wouldn't be surprised if Pasta was going the other way because the hurdle and the connection with Czech. But like, I'm not saying that would ever happen. Don't radio me right now because I know people are hearing this going, "Why the <laughs> fuck would we ever trade Pasta for Timo?" Not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, in a fucked up hypothetical world where Timo Meyer's coming our way. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Pasternak's going the other way because A, he doesn't have a contract for next year, and B, that's a great thing for the Sharks to build around for. It would be a security move for the Bruins if they felt like they were nowhere close to resigning uh pos or extending Pasternak. It would be a security move for the Bruins because Timo Meyer is a RFA at the end of the season. They do have control, but his qualifying offer does come in at ten mil. So it it does it it would be a security move by the Bruins, but be no, it would nobody, be the wrong move. Nobody yeah. looks nervous. The only people who are nervous in this pasta situation is the fans. The yeah. team doesn't look nervous. Pasta doesn't look nervous. Everything no, is because he, he he knows it's going to get done. Well, I, and otherwise he would have gone out as Happy Gilmore, dude. He yeah, and gone. I was going to say in the all uh, after the All Star game, you pretty much heard from all the big guys, like yeah, the. It's getting closer and closer every day, and what that means is, like I said to Ange, like the the signing bonuses, the no, the ten team no trade lists until how many years? Like those are the type of things they're working out right now. And it's been said that they have no problem waiting till the end of the year because they know it's going to get like everyone on. I think everyone on every side knows it's going to get done. Like I'm a ninety seven or ninety eight percent. That I think it gets done. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred. I'll fucking bet my left fucking nut on it that it gets done. Can I? Uh, I, I, I know we're bets. Run- <laughs> I know we're running a bit late, guys, and uh, trust me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You guys can, promised if- me not three hours. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> Get us together. <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to ask your opinion because I've said this on other podcasts and I've said this on mine. I just wanted to get your opinion on this. Like everybody seems to think that, you know. Um, the core is done, and after this core is done, like the Bruins, are, we're going to be in a full re- rebuild. I personally don't think that's the case. And why is um, 
because as this core is moving out, there's a new core building, right? Marsh mm. is still going to be there. You have uh, McAvoy. Lindholm is part of this. Pasternak. Pasternak's going to be there. Allmark, are, Swayman. All, I mean, are, you still have to re-sign Swayman, but yeah. Saka. And, Saka. And, so th- this th- there's more than just two pieces here to build a team around. So I, I don't see where a full rebuild would come. Even if Bergy and 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 Krejci decide not to come back this next year, which I don't think is the case. I think but, Bergeron does, Krejci doesn't, but those are my. That's just my two cents. I don't know. I think they both stick around yeah. for Centennial, especially especially Bergeron. Or it's one of those things where if you go, I go type of thing between. Well, the two I, of them. yeah, I think if you win the if they win the cup, all bets are off. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you never yeah. know. They might just be like, fuck it. The thing but is, Krejci right. came here without his family. So, yeah, that too. Um, One thing I, ke- I always think about is like, okay, you take out Bergeron and Krejci and you look at the team without them. You put it, Saka as your number one C. I'm just playing a hypothetical game here. The Coil is your two C. Frederick is your three C. Nosek is your four C. Are you that much worse than the Vancouver Canucks? Or you know what like you know what I mean? Like you're better than those teams. You're better than I think Detroit still, who has Larkin as a number one C. Like you look at teams like Seattle who have gotten Especially away. Especially if your goaltending is as strong as it is. Yeah, like you look at Seattle, Minnesota, like teams that don't necessarily have a one C or two C and that have figured it out. Like, yes, there's gonna be transitional years, but like with the Bruins organization, the, the original six backing, the locker room, uh, the culture they've built. I really don't think it's a hard time getting people to come to Boston. You're, you know problem, what I mean? It's the, not. It's not Arizona. The problem is if you're if you have rosters that are similar to like like Minnesota, who gets it done. You know, great. They make the playoffs. Kraken will make. Probably make the playoffs this year. If you stay middle of the pack the whole time, you're not going to get much that much better that much quicker. I mean, the problem is you either got to you got to suck. I mean, don't don't take Arizona for for uh, example. But like, uh, how long did the Blackhawks suck for? How long did Tampa suck for? Um, Detroit now. Detroit, you know, like Buffalo. you gotta you gotta you gotta suck to like really and- like get get back there sooner rather than later. Yeah, like. Boston's a nice landing spot for players. And yeah, you have great depth pieces, but what good is it going to be to make it into the playoffs and be a first round exit and then be picking at, you know, what, 17, 18? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but no, the, I, I agree. I just is, don't think it's a but, full rebuild, tear it down. No, it's, it's definitely not. It's definitely you're, not. You're going to take, take a hit no matter yeah. what. Bergeron is a generational player. Uh, Krejci is he a generational player? No, but he's on the cusp. I mean, he's a number one center on any other team, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, those two players are gone. You're gonna take a hit. It's not gonna be. You're not gonna be a Stanley Cup contender, obviously, but you're not gonna be as bad as some people are making it sound. Like, no, blow it up. You know. Yeah. Like, no, for sure. I, I wouldn't anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Brett, Brett's no. dog is staring at him like, "Why the fuck are you still doing this?" Yeah, he's he's ready to go out, yeah. aren't you, bud? Loki, right? Loki, yeah, Loki, yeah. yeah, love that. But yeah, that that'll wrap it up before we get into a deeper conversation because we're running up on like two hours now. So yeah, we'll we'll do this. We should do this again 
closer to the trade deadline when yeah, more no, guys absolutely. when more guys have already been traded other ways like we like we said we at the beginning of the episode we saw Tarasenko go to the Rangers today glad he didn't go to the Hurricanes but now it's kind of like the clock's ticking who's mm-hmm. going to the Hurricanes you know they're making a move right that's the team to keep an eye on you heard uh, i listened to spin chicklets and they had rod the bod on it was even if you don't like him he's if you like a great hockey player yeah it was a great interview he bitches a lot on the bench but he's a great he's just passionate but um he understands people yeah and he was saying patch ready was the perfect that was their last like it was a leak in their boat and they had the plug for it that was gonna get them over the hump two games like four goals six points like yeah. you know what I mean? Like boom, worked right into their system. Now they got to do it again. The problem is, is it Meyer? Is it O'Reilly? Is it you know? Let, this is where the race comes down to here. God fuck! I hope teams just boycott the Hurricanes. Fuck. Yeah, I know. But no, guys, I appreciate it. It's been a fun episode. Um, I love this trade talk. I could talk. I could. I'm fucking always horny for trades. You guys know oh, that. I know. So it's been fun, especially seeing that Tarasenko trade go through today. I'm like, all right, like Sweeney, let's fucking do it. Like, let's get something to talk about. But who knows? Maybe, maybe next time we'll have something to talk about. We'll definitely have to have Ange on again before we, before the trade deadline. That would guys, be. I'm I'm a DM away. I'm a fucking tweet away. Whenever you guys want, I always have time for you guys. You know that. Love you guys. Yeah, no, I we really too, appreciate brother. it. Love you too, brother. You're a great guy. You plug us like crazy. Your artwork's yeah. fucking disgusting in a good way, obviously. And it's just, you know, yeah. And you've been great to us since day one. So it's been, I we we really appreciate it. And it's been obviously long overdue with you and Brett, and mm-hmm. basically long overdue with us again having you back on. So I appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. And we'll have to do something either pre or post trade deadline again. Just mm-hmm. maybe we can do possibly even both just to see how our trades ended up working out see see yeah. if Ange got his ryan o'reilly or not jesus yeah. he he he's my one he's my one b though he's my one b i i still got taves as one a but who knows we'll see maybe the defense is what i'm really curious about you, you know what's gonna happen is that you know they're gonna do absolutely nothing we spoke yeah. about and we're gonna look like complete fucking dicks yeah you they're know, gonna go get some guy with term who's a bottom six guy like that like gonna, was so far left field that no one saw they're gonna fucking sign brian gianta again and we're all gonna be tweeting tweeting hashtag sweeney is to the real don sweeney yeah yeah oh, exactly. that, that guy's a bozo sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> some of his tweets are good yeah no. I, I would love to know who this guy is oh i know yeah yeah, no, I know. One he, one day, possibly. He he plays his part well. I'll give him that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He plays I, the I, villain. I I follow him and uh, and we go back and forth. We agree on on a lot of stuff. <laughs> so I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything bad about him. But, I uh, I've just I've seen some boneheaded things from him, but also like he is like he he does give me a good laugh time to time though. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, he likes to stir the pot. Oh, especially yeah, no, with Joy, Joy from the North there. Joy oh, North. my God. Jesus. I live for that. I live <laughs> yeah. for that. I love. I don't like Joey from the North. I don't even know anything about the guy, but I like that uh, the real Don Sweeney goes at him because he's yeah. he, the Joey from the North end just sounds like a fucking douchebag. So, yeah, <laughs> but I'll wrap it up, guys. I, I, I appreciate you guys plugging away, uh, doing your homework. I'm proud of you guys. You guys get A's today. So 
Uh, I'll go. To, I'll give you guys an A plus. You guys can go home. Go to go to bed with the significant others or whoever. Put it on your dating apps. Whatever you guys choose to do, and show that you got an A plus today. I'll do the same as well. I'll give myself a A plus. But Ange, my man, thanks for hopping on, buddy. Do you have uh, any goodbye? You want to plug your stuff? Say your goodbyes. Well, yeah, I mean, plug. listen. Uh, anybody who's listening knows uh, you want to see the art. Uh, born brewing seven seven if you want to check out the pod it's a little different it's just conversation conversation goes um you know for two hours sometimes just talking about fandom how you became a fan and and it goes and goes into wherever it's just literally conversation so if you guys have the time and want to listen to that type of thing it's not for everyone you can check it out on youtube spotify the born brewing podcast uh basically anything from me just search born brewing it's pretty fucking redundant you know (laughs) yeah i don't even know why i asked you for your email earlier branding (laughs) branding consistency yeah yeah (laughs) yeah all right brett uh jesus all right Angie, i appreciate it brett yeah your goodbyes want to plug your stuff say your goodbyes all that good stuff i'm getting closer to a thousand followers on twitter so we're we're almost there when when we get there when we get Brett to a thousand followers, we got we're gonna do a giveaway. We gotta get we'll do some because I know we said it with the with the shirt. We'll give away a sweatshirt to a lucky follower. Um, it can either be the the goalie hug one or the only Bruins one. We'll give away a sweatshirt. It is sweater weather because we didn't get you there last time. No, uh, I don't... but it got me. It got me a hundred up, so it got me closer. I was like two hundred away last time, so. Fuck doing yeah. better but uh yeah you can follow me at the beehive pod that's the letter b um i got my ridiculous takes my nonsense pictures of my cute dog lately so you know just been chilling and uh excited for hockey to start back up hopefully we see a cap dumper trade soon and we're we're in it now boys we're in it now yep. fucking right no, no baby. more stops every other day here on out let's go no Nope. Right, enjoy, enjoy the fucking break and uh you know it's balls to the wall come saturday and especially for us podcasters and twitter followers and tweeters and all that it's it's gonna it's gonna be a fun run and uh, i hope the tirasenko trade today is the domino effect of trades and i hope you don't have to wait till the trade deadline it seems like teams do want to try to get ahead of it so we shall see we, we shall see who, who knows maybe this time next week We'll have some trades to talk about or more rumors to talk about, but they'll wrap it up for only Bruins. I appreciate you guys still tuning in and listening to us. And I appreciate you hopping on again, man. We really appreciate it. This Thank was a great guys. talk. It was awesome. I love oh, yeah. this. I love this shit. So I appreciate it guys. Um, but folks, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you all till next week. Stay cool. Peace. Go bees. Cause I'm TNT I'm Dynamite